The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name is John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Somewhere around here is Toledo. And we're ready to go with a, uh, a glorious Monday morning. Perfect day. A little windy later, but uh, just a perfect day. A perfect weekend. Everything was just stellar. And it is somehow or another already Easter keg week. We are flying through this year already. Easter keg is this Friday. Can you believe it? I'm going to be searching for kegs all over the valley. Uh, 98 of them hidden everywhere you can imagine. We're going to have kegs all over the place, and somebody's going to walk out of the keg hunt with five grand in their pockets. That's amazing. We're already into this uh, Easter thing. And then Easter's supposed to be like in the 90s. We're just going to skip spring this year and jump right into the heat. I'm fine with it. So get your Easter keg hats ready because we're going to be doing some hunting on Friday morning, and that should be spectacular, I think. I had a great, I have to just constant praise of this event. Saturday, uh, I went to the Savannah Bananas. And I am telling you, if you can't have fun at this, you are dead inside. 100% cynicism killer. It's dopey fun. When I walked up, you know the opening scene of Smokey and the Bandit? (laughs) This is, you'll know, Brad will know, where they're, uh, Enos and, uh, little Enos. Are coming into that uh, whatever the, the fairgrounds, the fairgrounds where there's a little smoke in the air. The truck rodeo, the truck rodeo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that truck rodeo they're having, and the bandits there signing autographs, and it just feels so almost oddly nostalgic. Even though none of us ever went to something like that, we uh, maybe you did. I don't no, think you went to a truck no. rodeo. None of us went to a truck rodeo. But when you see that, it encapsulates almost the seventies in a nutshell. The clothes. The look of America, the drinking, the goofing around, feels like barbecues going on constantly, uh, and just weirdness, but like down-home America. Walked up to the Savannah Bananas thing in Peoria, and as I'm walking up, I see this. it smells like a fair. Uh, it's got There's constant stuff going on. There's merchandise everywhere. There's some guy on a PA from 5 o'clock until 7, uh, the game when the game starts, just jabbering away. It's P.T. Barnum. It's a circus. And I'm like, I feel nostalgic about something I've never seen. Like, I felt like I was going back in time. There's kids running around in their baseball uniforms. Like, it was insane. And it was just awesome. The only problem I have with it, it was general admission. 
So they open the doors at like 5.30, and then it's a free People are lined up to get the best seats. Around the whole stadium two times. And that that part stinks because everybody pays the same amount, and you end up sitting wherever you end up because you got there at a certain time. I got there just early enough, and we ended up leaning on a wall in the – like right behind home plate pretty much just – I'm not sitting with all these scrub kids and nasty. And that's one thing I could do without, but that's kind of what made it great. They play music the whole time. The crowd's singing. You stay, everyone stayed for the entire game. Because in the ninth inning, the rules basically kind of go, all right, every run is an innings point. You win by innings. So if you, if you score two in the top of the first and I score three, innings over. We won that inning. And then so you earn points per inning. And at the end, the last inning is like every run is a point. So if you're down five and you score five runs, you earned all your innings points back. And it's just a blast. I mean, it was so stupid, 70s, P.T. Barnum carnival fun. And then you walk away going, everything needs to feel that way. There wasn't an ounce of, like, politics prevailing. over, and Nobody was complaining. It was just stupid fun and uh, awesome. Just flat. And plus, it's kind of mom porn. Like the, all really? these, yeah, oh yeah, all these all dudes right. are in great shape, and they 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 did tap into something as this family friendly event. Tapped into something huge because, you know, they're they're doing all this stuff where they, well they'll do a sing along in the middle of the game, and the and the players are in on it. Like it'll just for a second just be like pointing to each side and doing the sing along with Bon Jovi or you know Queen or whatever they're playing. So there's that kind of like they get the audience, and then they realize there's a lot of kids there. Every one of these players is in tip-top ridiculous shape and they'll take their shirt off at the drop of a hat and start dancing so it turns chippendales real quick every once in a while and the moms are like screaming at the top of their lungs it was it was the most satisfyingly hillbilly stupid thing i've done in years so it's like a bill veck baseball game just that exactly it's everything bill veck wanted to do in a game happens every game uh, it was great. They had baby races in the middle of the game, like for no reason. The moms brought down infants and they raced babies. It was hilarious. Uh, just tons of stupid, fun stuff. And I, I just tip of the cap to this dude who invented the Savannah Bananas. And if you get a chance to see it, it's what, and baseball should steal like 10 ideas. They never stop playing music, which keeps people Well, moving. that's what the, uh, I mean, the farm clubs, you know, single A, triple A. Yeah. They do a lot of that stuff. They do a lot of fun stuff, but you're not allowed to play music during play yeah. in, a, in a professional game. But night-day difference between the major I mean, that's why pe- that's why they do well. Oh, yeah. They have fun with Like, the game has to be more fun. The problem with the pros is they think it's a sponsored giveaway of, you know, a dinner or a, you know, you just won 20 car washes and these stupid Plinkos and things like that. Banquin Ballparks games in between innings are just ridiculous. They're not fun. They're... You got- Three minutes. They're boring. They're dumb. There's no excitement. They're very, you know, buttoned down. Uh, Safe. Safe for the sponsors. They raced grandmas. They had two 75-year-olds and a 73-year-old doing a sexy strut home. (laughs) That was like a grandma walkway. It was the stupidest stuff I've ever seen, but there was constantly something going on, and it was all fun. Uh, It was a blast. It was like the silliest fun ever. So I'm, I'm leaning on the wall. And a guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, Holmberg. And I'm like, yeah. And he says, uh, you know who Bobby Freeman is? And I said, yeah, the organist for the Diamondbacks. And he goes, yeah, I'm his son. And he goes, we're sitting right behind you. I thought I saw you down here. We're sitting right behind you. You want to come up with us? And I'm like, you know what? We're standing, but we're in a good spot. So I said, okay. he said, come up and say hi. And I'm like, all right. So I've met Bobby Freeman before at 
Chase Field, and then once at another thing that I can't remember. It was like a dinner a charity thing. Yeah. there, but that would have been like a you know quick. Everybody knows, but I remember meeting him. So I get up there and we're chatting away, and I see him. I'm like, "How are you?" About so talk to the family. The family's all cool. And Bobby says, "We've met before," and I'm like, "Yeah." And and then he said, "At the Fiesta Bowl parade." And I had to kind of rack. And then he starts telling me stories about the time we met. And I didn't want to break his heart and tell him, you you don't know who you're talking to. I mean, yeah. I'd never go to a parade. And I felt really weird because I'm like, yeah. And all his memories of me were so positive. But they weren't of me. There was some other guy, that bald guy, that he met at the Fiesta Bowl parade. And I'm like, I wanted to say it wasn't me. But he liked me so much that day. Just go with it. That I just ran with it. And I just feel I've been, it's been haunting me all weekend that I just sat and nodded along with memories of this that weren't me but he liked that version of me so much that it kept me from telling him I, like I, it would have been disappointing to the organist bobby freeman if i said well this wonderful memory you have of me wasn't me that's another guy so i'm gonna walk away now and, and have no idea but i now i feel like i've uh like I've, you know when you steal a steal valor i took some other bald guys who was evidently wonderful and you didn't mention once you worked with drew haybata no i didn't at all <laughs> He Bobby said Freeman and I did a road show for a Did you? Year. He said there's a good portion of time he wished he'd never have lived. That could be it. And I didn't want to get into it, but I assumed it was the time he spent with you. <laughs> but yeah, it was this just amazing time we had together at a thing I didn't go to. So I'm like, oh, this is tough. Like I'm struggling with Bobby because I want to tell him, like, God, this all sounds amazing, but none of it was me. The but guy had a van with a a tailgate thing on it that would hire his organ up. He could travel with the organ. Would raise it. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's no, the worst part, though. You don't, you, you admit to being somebody you're not. I mean, the guy could have grabbed his ass or something at the last, at that charity <laughs> right, event or whatever. Right. And like, right. Uh, I, well, yeah, but when he said parade, I started to go, well, I would never be caught dead at a parade. I hate parades. But he was so happy. I just went, yeah, yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? And I thought it would end there. And he's like, the time that you and I, and I'm like, God dang it. Hey. None of this is me. So to the Freeman family, the two stories that Bobby told me, I wasn't actually involved in. I felt like I lied to him the entire time. And all I did was agree with a guy who was remembering a better person. I look like a better me. <laughs> and he loved that guy. I wish he, I wish I could have been that guy so Bobby could have actually shared. I had nothing to add to it. Like, he just kept talking. I'm like, oh, it was great. And now I'm in the middle of it. And he's like, yeah, that, that was a great day. I'm like, oh, I... Never forget it. We went drinking after. No, remember you and I and the Hoolers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you just, you're stuck. I was so trapped. I was, it was at that point, it's like, why break it? Why ruin this? But I really do hope Bobby runs into that guy again because he really liked him. <laughs> the, sounded wonderful. The dude sounded like a blast. He liked parades. That's one thing that's different. Immediately, I was. Not that guy, but it was a uh, it was an interesting thing because Bobby was so into that. But the Savannah Bananas, and I talked to somebody who went on Friday in Scottsdale, and they're like, "That's ah, best show on grass." It was just stupid. It's the stupidest fun you'll ever have, and funny. Like you actually laugh and you shake your head, like, "Am I really laugh? Like, is this actually happening?" It just it really felt like all right, everybody out in center field now. Just turn your attention to the bandit. He signed an autograph for one dollar. I waited for a bandit type thing to happen. You tip your hat to stuff that uh, that kind of entertainment that uh, that's put together so well. It's amazing. Yeah, 
they did a thing, the, the most fun thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I would pay to watch this and this alone. Soccer mom races, where they take two moms at home plate, and they put a kid at each base. And they have to pick up the kids. And so these two moms, it was a remarkable. Run to first, pick up one kid. Run to second, pick up another. Run to third, and the, other kid, the third kid jumps on her back. And she's hauling all these kids home. None of them are on the ground. And I mean, this, the, the, and the moms are in it. And they're, and like just toting three people in this just pile on top of these little moms that are just, just barreling home. This, this lady just, that's not, if you run the bases at a baseball field, 91, oh, yeah. you're going all the way through. And they, and I'm, and I'm dying laughing. I'm standing next to the usher and he goes, this, this is the greatest thing I've watched in a long time. I'm like, it's so much fun. I would love to watch moms have to do that at school. Like if it was Gilbert Christian, free tuition, but you can't like for a year, your kid's feet can't touch the ground going home. Like you're, you have to carry them home every day and you got to race other moms with kids all over. It was awesome. They do that for summer camp fees. Yeah, like yeah, like it was like a scorpion mom. She had all her kids on her back. It was hilarious. Yeah, I, it it was just ridiculously happy. It was strange. I haven't been around it in a long time. Every I am the king of cynicism. When I go to an event, I'm like, how are they fleecing me? What are they getting me for my hundred and fifty bucks? How are they kicking my ass here? And uh, it, I'd pay for it again tonight. Like, is that was, what the tickets were? Something like that. Yeah, I think I don't remember. But it was uh, something around there. It was awesome. It was great. They have more concessions than anything you so could you ever So you felt imagine. like well worth the money. Without a doubt. For the feeling you got there. It was, it was weird because there were like little kids. The memories of the kids. Oh, after a home run, the whole team runs through the crowd and slaps high fives. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's amazing. And the kids lose their minds. And I, I'm not a kid advocate. I don't care. But I was one once. And I know for a fact how crazy that would have made me. You'll never forget something like that. Unbelievable moment. Because I rem- like some of my fondest memories are going to the Albuquerque Dukes games when I was uh, in Albuquerque when I was eight. And that was the night out in Albuquerque because that place sucks. But we go there and then you get to be like close to the players. And like we knew Candy Maldonado and these up and coming Dodgers at the time. And. You know, where they, they would talk to you like you, it's GA there too. You wander up and they're sitting there chatting before and after the game. And, you know, it was weird. It felt that way. So these kids at this thing had to be, I mean, just through the moon, these guys run and they just walk up to the crowd and start chatting with people when they're not playing. And then they run back down and, and then they take their shirts off and dance for the moms for a second. And this one guy came out, just ripped, just yoked. And he's got his uh, he's got a sign that says "Follow me on Instagram at blah blah blah," and he's holding it up, and then he just tears his shirt off. Game's going on, and the moms are just you know fiddling their beans right there in the crowd. They don't care anymore. It's just a beautiful thing. Savannah bananas, oddly nostalgic, and inc- like incredible. Like everything about it touched every age. Like old people had to love it. It was fun baseball. People my age loved it because it was like this is just awesome. For everyone. And then the kids had to go bananas. Savannah bananas. Even right down to their mascot, Brady, who he walks by and I see in the back of his jersey, it says Split. And I'm like, what a great name for the bananas mascot. (laughs) It was perfect. It was a perfect event for how stupid it was. And some of the rule changes for baseball need to happen. There are no walks. If you walk a guy, he takes off and the uh, 
they have to throw the ball to all nine position players before he has to stop. Most of them made it a double. So when you throw ball four, everybody goes until, like the catcher whips it back to the pitcher, back to second, back to center, to right. They do this just quick pepper throw around to get all nine guys the ball. And they all kind of just start running towards second base to make it fast. And the the batter just has to haul ass until, you know, he can make it to third on a crazy play. If they throw it away, it can go all the way. Walks her out. That's fun. It was a blast. If you a pass ball, you can steal first. Oh man! So anytime a pitcher throws one in the dirt and the catcher doesn't get it, you can take off. Doesn't matter what what the count is. It's just it, there's some stuff you're watching. Go, hey, baseball, are you paying attention? Because you're boring, and every and you're losing attendance. This there were thirteen thousand. That's not people a there. bad rule there. 13, for how many gets thrown yeah. away? A lot of times they must have had twenty something thousand on the two nights they were here. Jam packed. I mean, jam packed. And they're doing it in every city in America. It's great. That would um, cause a lot more hitting because oh, you're not going to have pitchers. You can't walk. Trying you, to you, dirt a ball or no. you know, trying to be wild. Nope, you can't. And, and it moves so quick. Eric Gagne was there pitching. He's a really? legend. Yeah, Bill Spaceman Lee, who's 76 years old, threw an inning. And the dude still got some juice on the ball. It was great. Hilarious. Yeah, I can't praise this thing enough. Even if you don't like baseball, if you have a kid, like give that kid the greatest day ever. It felt so much like the way baseball used to feel, which was a little bit more in touch with the fans. Now you feel like if you get too close to the dugout, somebody will go, get your hands off the dugout. You get yelled at for, I was at Banquin Ballpark, Chase, whatever they call it, and we had seats right on the dugout, and I remember putting my feet on the dugout. Nobody can feel that. It's not like a tent. Get your feet off the dugout. It's for your safety. I'm like, me sitting down with my foot up is not unsafe. We're fine. Feet can't go in the dugout. And I'm like, and there's a gap. I'm like, all right, I can't have my feet up. All right. It was like your mom's coffee table. I understand how this is. Got up in Wrigley to take a picture once, and I sat on the Game's over. Sat on the edge of the dugout. Get off the dugout. We let you on there. We're going to let everybody on there. I'm like, all right, thanks for the. This cathedral of baseball is full of assholes. You're ruining my experience. The World Series, for God's sakes, I want a photograph. Nope, keep it moving. Get out. All right, thanks. This one, you're leaning over into the crowd. The guys are hanging out with the, the fans. It was awesome. I think how amazing would it be after a home run if Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and the Angels ran through the crowd slapping high fives on a designated track? Amazing. Like it would be unreal. It would be un, especially in like a big game. Imagine if Aaron Judge's 60-second home run last year, the requirement was the Yankees ran through that crowd. I know, it's unsafe. Boo-hoo. You'd, you'd carve out an area. Put some of New York's finest on that line and just have them run through it and slap high fives over the cops. It was awesome. So, whatever that whatever that was Saturday, that nostalgic 1970s, you know, kids with ice cream all over their face, the scent of of just charred dead animal everywhere, beer sales nonstop. Great stuff. Now, if we can get a truck rodeo on top of it, a little uh, Jerry now singing. You're cooking. Oh, my God. Hey, old bandit, we got to go out to that Savannah Bananas game this weekend. It was re- great. Re- Crazy eight all. racing. <laughs> I, I, all of it. <laughs> Were you worried at all about Transvengeance Day? You know no. I, mean? I, had, I know you had a friend that bailed out on you right. because of that. We had four tickets, and one of my friends was like, I'm not going out on the first Transvengeance Day. I'm like, I don't believe that's even a thing, but okay. 
You see, I've been seeing it in the news a lot. I'm like, yeah, I really don't think the trans are that many to infiltrate ever. And besides, if their target is the party animals versus the Savannah bananas, it's funnier. If they show up angry, it would make it even funnier. And by the way, uh, Transvengeance Day wouldn't have stood a chance against those dudes. There's some baseball players that are ripped. Dude, they're making behind-the-back catches on fly balls and... During play, the shortstop made a play where he bounced the ball to second base, and it was perfect. It's the Globetrotters. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I, they're very rarely am I impressed by anything. Usually, I that, feel like not only they put on that show, but how how much uh, skills they display. They're outstanding stuff players. Out. Yeah, I mean, you got you know former baseball players out there. Injuries stopped them or whatever. They're, they were great. So if it gives, and it's going to be in Vegas in May. I think they're they're in California. It's worth. I, I'll go to Vegas. I'll go to that. I'm already looking into it. Like I'll go back okay. up there in May. Oh yeah, that would be awesome at Kauffman Field up there in Vegas. That's a time. It'd be awesome. So highly recommended. Even though it's too late. I was talking about it last week. People were giggling. What's Spanish bananas? That's stupid. Nothing. It is stupid, but it's the most fun you'll ever have. Now, how many? When's the last thing you went to? And you're like, eh, that was all right. Most everything we go to, everything's kind of got this hype and then nothing. This was the opposite. It was great. And then I get word on my way back that Arizona, you know this, Brett. We both grew up here. Jerry Foster died over the weekend. Oh, I didn't hear that, but man. The king of the wild blue sky, Jerry Foster, Channel 12 helicopter pilot. Now, if you're a native of Arizona, you you've, Jerry flew to your elementary school. He yep. went to all of them. He was at yours. He was yep. at mine. Which one did you go to? Chrisman? Uh, that was the year before Chrisman opened, so it was at Alma School. Alma School. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. So you were over there, and he landed it in the right field. There in the soccer field. And uh, then played with a helicopter in front of the kids, and you know, doing blue thunder behind trees and stuff like that. Every year, I was only here for two elementary school years, he flew out there. And then luckily, one year at Rhodes, he popped in on, oh, the, okay. on the football field. It was awesome. And Jerry Foster was the king. I still say he set them up. I still, to this day, even though he's passed away and I don't want to uh, spit on his name, I still say he's set up Hillbilly's Driving Through Washes because it was Jerry Foster found more people's cars in riverbeds and in, in storm drains than anyone in the history. And when he retired, it stopped. The dude went and pushed people into water, faked rescues, became a hero. It, nobody goes through it anymore. Remember Hillbilly in a Wash was oh, like a yeah. big thing for me when the show first started. I'm like, that's oh, raining. Hillbilly in a Wash. Every time Jerry Foster was there before the police, before anyone else with his, with one of the skids on the helicopter resting on the top of a truck rescuing a couple of fat uh, Apache Junction ears and stuffing them into Sky 12 and taking off. I'm like he's do like he's the only one doing this, and other helicopter pilots couldn't figure out how come he knew before everybody else where this stuff was in bad weather. There's Jerry dun, 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 flying over the hill, and these hillbillies are standing on the top of their car. He rescued thousands of hill, and I always s- practicing putting that one skid on the car. Perfect, and I say every I'm going to say it 100 percent of them were choreographed and arranged by Jerry Foster. It was the greatest He's like thing the Savannah ever. banana in the sky. Yeah, he, he was. It was. It was like, well, it's raining. Like part of the excitement of a monsoon in this city in the eighties and early nineties was that Jerry Foster was about to go rescue some pigs out of a out of a. They every time some, and the truck was buried in there, and there's just a fat lady in the back with her arms up. She looked like one of the pigs from Angry Birds. 
and Jerry'd land his plane on top of their truck, and then another pig was inside, and Jerry would do some magic with that. He would occasionally unreal. have to leave the one on the hood. Hang on, yeah. we'll get something <laughs> he, bigger to he hit would, you. He would he would hitch one fat on, and they'd just gripping that skid. Don't worry about it, Jerry Foster said. Then he would kind of land it where it shouldn't go. They'd hop off. He'd go back and get the other pig out, and then it just magic. And then somehow or another, the cops would show up after and look around like, how did he know? You couldn't have been listening to the police scanner more than us. Like, we're the police. That's our scanner. He was like a superhero. He was. He would just show up. He, out of he was Jerry. F- he was Potman, evidently. Yeah. As it turned out, he was dealing a lot of drugs out of that plane. But so what? That's what was actually happening. The rescues were transactions. Yeah, he was hanging around the area where it well, happened. I wasn't AJ. Yeah. He was. Out, he was at the where you would go to drop like cocaine onto fake runways. Awesome. But Jerry Foster passed away, and as a as a native of Arizona, if you're not one, you're like, ah, who cares? A local TV helicopter guy passed. No, this is different. He was 82, uh, and he worked for Channel 3 also, evidently. That was before I moved here. But he was legendary. For for 30 years, that dude's like, we're going to Jerry Foster. Something awesome's about to happen. It was all made up. There's no way. In. I, you talked to your boy Mark Curtis. He was there for that. Talk to him about how often they faked that. And just get a, get a gauge. Now that Jerry's gone... What'd it run you? Fifty bucks? Hundred yeah. bucks? You don't. Yeah. What was the What was the don't ask, don't tell policy at Channel Twelve when Foster was pulling pigs out of things and he set it up? Like that could have gone so sideways. Oh, it looks like a, it's like these uh, washes are flowing. Hey, Foster, you got any fat friends you can push out there? And like some of your druggy friends? Sure. You got a couple of buddies from Nam that'll drive their trucks into that water and bring their fat wives out there. He rescued. I'm gonna guess five thousand people. It was every storm, and it used to be more monsoony around here in this. And the, like, you'd get two or three a week for a month and a half. Family of twelve and a caprice. Oh, there was dogs. Like a couple of times, he reached down and grabbed the dog himself. Oh, it was amazing. He's holding a puppy. Oh, some fat was hanging on the skid of his car. Jerry was the best. King of the wild blue sky. But yeah, he's gone now, and uh, had some great, great jingles around those oh, helicopters. Jerry was. Jerry changed the game for me. And then, you know, sixth grade, it's like, all right, kids, go stand outside. We're going to land a helicopter with a few feet of your heads. <laughs> just the whole elementary school just stand in a field looking at the sky. And then there he comes like Batman. Just comes floating over. And from me to you, there's a helicopter landing. It's like it was the most dangerous. They would never put your precious little angels out on a field like that and have, you know, one of the Channel 3 helicopter guys land it now. You gotta Close keep your the, eyes. You put your helmets on. Some of the kids have dirt allergies, and they can't be outside with oh, the helicopters it up. <laughs> no, they would never. None of us had allergies. None of us were allergic to dust. None of us had a thing where if the you know they're all gonna get valley fever if you stir up all that dirt. Can't have the kids outside. Watch. What if the helicopter comes crashing down? Well, that's a risk we take every day, isn't it? Not not like this. I don't want to sign this permission slip. We didn't even have permission slip. We no, weren't even we show up. weren't even sure when it was. Yeah. <laughs> we just find out that day. Hey guys, uh, from 11 to about 1, uh, Vietnam uh, chopper pilot's going to come in here and mess with our heads. Okay. And Jerry would, no, none of the kids had good questions. He'd show up, he'd spin the thing around a couple of times in a death spiral, land it, get out. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? I'm Crazy Jerry Foster. Like, Yay, we know you, you rescue fat people. And then he'd get back in the helicopter, and, and he looks like he's leaving. And all the teachers knew, because they'd done this every year. Uh, somehow or another, he'd disappear behind trees. 
and the kids are too stupid. They, and then and then he just reappear like out from behind the trees. And I, I was like, oh, it's like a heart attack for a bunch of seven year olds. Oh my god, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Can we do this every day? And if you asked Jerry, we could have. That's another thing about him rescuing those hillbillies. You're not supposed to fly helicopters in bad weather. Dude went up in monsoon. Is it? Did he? Or was it post flood? Pulling? F- no, it was like horrible. It was during the nightmare flash flood washes. So well, like, he flew a nom. Yeah, but in nom, were they like oh, the weather's no good? Well, it's rainy off. there. Yeah. It's rainy. I thought you skipped that hour. You know, you just didn't fly the birds. Jerry didn't care. The only thing missing, and he'd have done this, they just hadn't invented the T-shirt gun yet, or he'd had a turret on the end of that Channel 12 thing, just fired T-shirts at the kids. That would have been great. We would have lost our crap. Roosevelt Elementary School, 1984, 1985, forget about it. We were, we'd lose our minds. So the late, the late great Jerry Foster, uh, absolute pioneer, a journalist, a, the last real journalist in this town. You get Mark Curtis on the phone. You asked him right now. Hey, how often were was uh, Foster's rescues fake? Holmberg's convinced they're all choreographed. All of them. Channel 10 had a chopper guy. Channel 3 had a chopper. Oh, and that's the other thing. Channel 3 had a chopper. He was rescuing folks at 3. Channel 12 gets hold of him. He's rescuing them there. 3, 5, 10, none of them. None of them ever on five scene. 5 to 1. <laughs> 5 to none. Dude never lost to another chopper pilot in the city. You didn't even know who the other chopper guys were. Even Hafner didn't get any action? Bruce, Haf- Bruce Hafner had no idea. And he still, Bruce Hafner never watched him rescue anybody. Can't even fake one. Foster's the OG. He's the I only mean, one who yeah. did it. Yep. I've seen Bruce Hafner in the sky a billion and a half. In fact, Channel 3 had two helicopters for a while. Still never once rescued one fat <laughs> loser in a wash, ever. I get excited about it. When this show first started, I, I kept saying, hillbilly in a wash day, this is great. There's going to be at least three. This is a big monsoon coming, and we're going to have three. Wa- Hillbillies try to drive through washes every time. You know what happened? It got too expensive I don't to know. pay them out because then the fines started coming out. <laughs> if you got- I don't know. I, I don't know. But even we know those people that live in Tonto Basin that are in a riverbed complain every year there's no bridge. Foster would occasionally have been there. try to drive through there. Jerry would have pulled them out of that whole thing. Every he'd have pulled them out just to take them over to the Walmart because I can't get any toilet paper. I mean, you didn't know that the river would eventually flow. Well, we didn't expect it like this. Back then, though, you never heard of the people in Tonto Basin getting stuck because Jerry was Jerry on the was scene. there. <laughs> after you after know what? don't have anything on Jerry. That was there yeah. when we were kids, and never once this new. I'm stuck in the washout in Tonto Basin is a mm-hmm. three year. It's new to me. Jerry would have gotten one of those double blade copters and dropped a temporary bridge down on the a Huey. <laughs> Throws a Huey at him. Yeah. Let's do this. I, yeah, yeah. It's Jerry Foster, legendary Jerry Foster, no longer with us. So huge loss for Arizona because that is for every kid who went to elementary school here in the '80s and early '90s. You knew Jerry in a weird way. Jerry was the guy, and and you know would have seemed like you know. Sending over Duplo logs if you had the Channel 10 guy show up. Who cares? <laughs> Channel 10. Where's Jerry? Hi. My name's Roger. I'm the Channel 10 helicopter guy. Zero fat people rescues Roger. Take it somewhere else. Jerry's coming tomorrow. Yeah, Jerry was the best. And then they get a new helicopter, that new one, because the old bubble one I used to fly landed my first year here. Pretty cool. The next year, they had this... 
One with like the jet exhaust no out of the rotor. back. Yeah, it didn't have the rotor on the back, and Jerry's spinning it, and it was quieter. We never got to fly in it. I don't know if they let you no. guys. We always get, we could sit in it, like a select few. I got sixth grade. I got like one of the twenty people. We got to pop into Jerry's chopper. You paid? <laughs> probably my folks probably threw in a few. <laughs> he had a bag of weed or something. The guy ended up having a problem, but then he got busted for like selling drugs. And nobody cared. He'd saved so many lives; it couldn't matter. It's weird. It's like the it's like the moonshot. We went to the moon, and then no one else went to the moon. Now every helicopter rescue I see is a catastrophe. That old lady who we spun her organs up like we were she was in a subject like she was. We were trying to mix her blood with her skin. She got three thousand RPMs. Just <laughs> like oh, they man. can't even rescue a lady off a mountain. Jerry would have Jerry just scooped her up with the front thing while she was laying on the mountain. That lady's organs got scrambled, putting her in a blender. Wouldn't happen on Jerry's watch. So to Jerry's family and everybody else. Duct tape to the skid. Yeah, he'd have figured out a way to like put Velcro on her and then stick her to the bottom of the helicopter and get her home and have her folks peel her right off. He'd have figured something awesome out. Mark Curtis is your friend, Brady. You need to get on. Hey, Curtis. Tell me about Foster and how phony all those rescues were. He won't say a word. Oh, yeah, he will. Yeah, you think he'll tell the tale? Maybe. Nah, I don't know. I think it goes to his grave. <laughs> too many, too many phony moments there. Realize the news has been faked since the beginning. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, so, so long. Uh, Arizona losing Jerry Foster was like definitely a, a zinger to all us kids who were here for years and years. Remember Dewey Hopper, the old weatherman? Oh, yeah. The gay weatherman? Yeah, they had the the little frogs on yep. his uh, news on his uh, weather reports. Yep. Yeah, and he did. He always gave you the Dewey. It was the Dewey point. Today's today's humidity is fifty six. The Dewey point's forty eight. So we don't have to worry about rain. <laughs> the Dewey point. It was super gay. Dewey Hopper. He always talked about his wife and stuff, and we all knew. Every even kids are like, "Come on, Dewey." So it's the wife and I go out tonight. It's gonna be nice to eat on the patio. Dewey's patio report. Hi, everyone's Dewey Hopper. Doing, 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 frogs bouncing around on the screen. <laughs> it was, it, oh, he went to San Francisco. There's no question. He did weather in uh, San Francisco where he could be himself. I guarantee it. Played leapfrog, but he never quite made it over his partner. Yeah, that was, that was the day. And Dewey used to show up to uh, elementary schools, too, which probably is like as dangerous as. Uh, drag queen story time now having this guy out with the elementary school kid nobody cared super gay dewey hopper would roll out and go hi everyone he came to roosevelt mostly weather guys and chopper pilots oh, all he, to schools <laughs> just no, never an anchor nah, those guys were too busy slaying hoes and drinking <laughs> scotch yeah, you never seen mark curtis showing no, up curtis, curtis you know. was the sports guy he was busy doing real sports stuff but dewey showed up at roosevelt the one time and it was the weirdest thing because he had, we'd give him a t-shirt, but Dewey was so fat. And so it's like, oh, thanks for coming, Dewey. And then that night on the news, he'd wear your school t-shirt. It was Roosevelt. They were green and orange and Roosevelt Rough Riders with a horseshoe. <laughs> and he wore it on TV, but we watched him put it on <laughs> in the, the the bathroom. It was not good. He put it on over a t-shirt that didn't fit right. And this was like five sizes too small. Dewey was like two Brady's. 
Two two super gay Brady's. That's a weather front. <laughs> that is a big man. And Dewey would say, oh, this is great. There's Dewey Hopper. Hi, Dewey. It's the <laughs> Dewey come by and get you school. Hi, Dewey. We went to Roosevelt Elementary School and visited the Rough Riders. See, my shirt's a little small today. That's all right. Dewey Point's going to be about 34 degrees. Oh, he's dead. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's, no, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Carlos, Carlos Dewey, Dewey Hopper. <laughs> Carlos. Brett's going through pictures on the internet, and one of them's a tombstone. Oh, no. Dewey's gone. Dewey Hopper. Oh, he was the best, and he'd show up at the school, too. Just for no reason, our teachers were like, I don't feel like doing anything today. F*** these kids. And like, Can we get the weatherman to show up? So I was doing a little research on Check Bill Foster. J- Jerry Foster. Jerry Foster. Sorry. Jerry Foster. His, his first trouble with drugs. Yeah. And you probably remember it, but I didn't have any idea about it. He was flying over a, a grade school, yeah. And his jacket flew yep. out of the the helicopter. Inside the jacket that the kids found, and they Full wanted weed. to return to him was uh, marijuana. Yeah, loads of weed that he said that he got at uh, a campground. <laughs> no, he said he landed at a campground, <laughs> saw it at a picnic table, and I said he decided I need to make sure that this gets uh, put away. I don't remember the lie, but Jerry got busted for possession. And everybody's like, ooh, Jerry's... He was a Vietnam pilot. Yeah, he smoked a ton of weed to forget. Oh, and then 96 came to mess. Yeah, and then he, he moved on. Yeah, that was a big one. Gotta move to times, you know? Hey, the man has just passed away. Let's only talk about his staged rescue. So no reason to bring his drug habit up. <laughs> but it was awesome. Yeah, the mess showed up in the mid-90s, and then they had to finally... Go Again, at enough. a campground. Right. Getting right. rid of <laughs> as, it. As Look, you do. You have that many hillbillies you've rescued in your... Helicopters, a chance their pipes and their meth are going to fall out of their pockets while they're wriggling around. Some people don't have cash for the rescues. That's right. (laughs) And I'm sure Jerry demanded some sort of tip at the end. (laughs) What do you got in your pockets there, fat? (laughs) And nothing. Most of it's still in the truck. Go get it. Give me your bag of weed, then. (laughs) I'll sell that to a. I go to elementary schools. These kids love that stuff. Yeah, it was his coat. I remember his coat. I remember it flying out of the helicopter. I remember his coat was. They say full of something. And he went to do his trick or whatever over the elementary school, and the wind from from the helicopter caught the jacket and threw shot it out, it out of, of the helicopter on the, play, oh, on the playground. Man. Just rained weed down on a bunch of sixth graders. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nobody ever looked into anything. No, ever. We stood out there every year. Helicopter, a helicopter flying 15, 20 feet over our heads. He's like MASH, the beginning of MASH. All these kids are like, ah! <laughs> this thing's right on top of us. And then, don't get close to it till the blade stops spinning. The kids are like dying to run at this thing. <laughs> Not one death. How many of your idiot, fragile little bitches would have gotten killed by that helicopter's blades? It, 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 just the wind alone. As he ended up getting valley fever and... The blades knocked him over. Cause the, why would you fly a helicopter over kids? What did he do it? Once a week? Once a month? He was what? there, it seemed like, every couple days. It was like <laughs> twice a year, I think, for no reason. There was no, we, Nothing was learned. You never knew any. No. It, you would, like it you were saying happened. earlier, you just show up and all of a sudden, yeah. Jerry's coming today. It's like, great, it was, we get out of class for two hours. Yeah, it was, it was hours. And it was the summer, like in May. It was hot. Just... If you heard that noise, it was like radar went incoming. Jerry Foster's, and everybody ran outside, and we did, nobody knew it was Jerry Foster Day. No one. I think he just called before. He's like, "Hey, you guys are chosen. Get the kids to stand outside. I'm going to float you over." Guys are up. 
Like, oh, Jesus, we got to say yes to that. Never. Mr. Benitez never once said, nope, sorry, Jerry, can't come. Education's too important. These kids are learning today. Uh Uh-uh. Any chance to get outside? (laughs) No high schools, though. They were beyond, beyond uh, I reach. Remember, I, I think it was yeah, elementary. Yeah, only, just yeah. elementary. We did roads once. There was a presentation on the football field for something, and we, we all stood out there. But, uh, yeah, elementary schools were a guarantee. And Dewey Hopper, then Dewey's crazy ass would roll out. I'm just going to try on one of your real tight T-shirts. And I'll wear it on the 5 o'clock. If you guys are interested in watching me put this on, I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom, and Dewey Hopper's changing his shirt. <laughs> Dewey. You know, the elementary school bathroom where the sinks are low enough to pee in if you're an adult. And there's Dewey in a tank top tee. Like, it wasn't a wife beater either. It was like just a sleeveless t shirt. <laughs> like Brady's old shirts? No, not like the Rafi Nadals. No. Not like <laughs> the Rafas are yeah. completely different. Yeah, but it did kind of look like when Brady wore that. <laughs> maybe, I had fl- maybe I hated that shirt so much because it was flashing back to Roosevelt's fifth grade bathroom. Dewey Hopper standing in there in that sleeveless tee. He looked like Bowser from Sean on Up. If Louie Anderson ate him. I want Dewey to go, sh- <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> oh. No, you don't. <laughs> Local news legend, Jerry Jerry Foster. All gone. You got to get your weed somewhere else. Now. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 602-585-9800. That's the number. You scream it for us. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. There we go. Thank you, Alliance. Off we go. Our wake-up song and everything else. And welcoming all of the uh, listeners who have been abandoned by the retirement of Mark and uh, Neanderthal. (laughs) Welcome, KSLX people. Remember when uh, we united the dirtheads with the KUPD ghouls? When uh, KDKB fell off and went to uh, that uh, station for the gays? We decided to say, let's just welcome. They were just abandoned. The KDKB dirtheads were abandoned. And occasionally we have to play uh, Motley Crue or Judas Priest and things like that for them. We throw in an older song. So now maybe today we'll throw in a little Elton John. Skinner. Uh, Skinner is always is going to appease them. But welcome, KSLX listener, who had no idea what to do. It was, it was nice. Friday, uh, Mark, who uh, uh, from way back in the day, the Tim and Mark show on KDKB, and then Mark and Neanderthal uh, here at KSLX for the last uh, seven or eight years, uh, said goodbye to his career and i for one am wildly jealous i don't get jealous too often i find envy and jealousy very different things i know what one is versus the other jealousy is the unattainable anger uh because the ooh, i want that and can't have it type thing and you get mad at the person who the envy is oh my god they have that i want that and then you strive to get it envy is almost ambition Jealousy is a wasted emotion. What are you looking at that guy for? 
What are you looking at that guy for? It's like, you, you're not, you, A, it does nothing. It doesn't make you uh, stronger. It doesn't stop anyone from doing something. And it doesn't uh, ke- uh, make anyone do anything. Jealousy is a wasted feeling. Completely. I am jealous. I am wasting my feelings for Mark because, man, oh, man. No more alarm clocks, Brady. He's retired early. He got out. He's doing good. So congratulations to Mark Devine on a, on a good career, a job well done for years on end. And now. I didn't realize he had a 10-year space in between. Yeah, he didn't. He did like real estate and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he just stopped working for a little while. But for the most part, for the last 40 years, the dude's been at radio, and then he took a gap in between. So 30 of the 40 years, he was doing 4 a.m. morning shows. And that ain't easy, man. And especially to go out on your own terms. I highly expect this show to end based on me going, why is everybody so mad? That's the last words I think I'm going to say in the air. I think I almost guarantee that my last day in the air will be like, what's the big deal? Why is everybody so angry? What do you mean I, what do you mean I can't go on there? And then you just say, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Turn the mics off and march me out. There's no way I get a six-week goodbye. There's no way. And that rarely happens in no this business. No way. And that's, I'm jealous. I envy it. He's done something right. Good for him. It's after the show on Friday. Yeah. By the way, uh, get your stuff. Most of the firings. Oh, if they're that nice about yeah. it. Most of the time, your stuff's already gotten. We're going to go ahead and make it move here. Go. Like, oh. Huh? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's impressive. So congratulations, but welcome all the KSL extras. Maybe a couple wake up song ideas from their kit and caboodle. Who knows? Uh, again, I brought it up earlier. It's Easter keg week, which I can't believe. We got the kegs all lined up. They'll be here today and tomorrow. We start getting them out there. Ninety eight of them all over the valley. A few on the internet. Uh, one of them is worth $5,000. You figure this thing out, you get yourself five grand in your pocket, and then it's just flat fun. Friday morning is, uh, again, just checking the weather. Perfect. We have yet to have a bad Easter keg morning. We picked the right time to do this one. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be perfect on Friday morning. Everybody's going to be happy, running around, be careful, and uh, walking out. All the kegs come with prizes. we got something for everybody who finds a keg. Uh, I talked to uh, the guys over at... Uh, American Roofing and stuff, and we were chatting. Uh, I said, uh, you know about the Easter keg? And he goes, I've been wanting to do that my whole life. And I'm like, wow, we've been alive for a long time. <laughs> and uh, Kirk was talking about that, and he said, uh, um, and I said, well, how about you guys get to hide one? I thought he was going to cry. He's like, are you kidding me? I get to, well, this is just an honor, sir. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. I've been a fan of the year since yeah. you were relevant. Yeah, I've been way back when you were a young man, Mr. Holmberg. Back when back when you were relevant. Back when you had legs, you know. Can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I'm fine. My hearing's not gone. That's Brady. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's Florida, so he's going to hide one for us. We got people hiding stuff all over the place, and you don't know who's going to hide what. And uh, it's awesome. So... Uh, get ready for that on Friday. That's going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm again, can't believe it's already Easter this weekend. Brady and I uh, had me thinking, like, because you got into an argument at home, evidently, about when Easter week actually is. Yeah. And your family is supposedly They've religious. They've come around. Well, yeah, because it's from, because I know this from Father Creepy Father Dale at yeah. uh, St. Tim's, would throw this huge, weird parking lot party 
the Sunday before Easter, the Palm Sunday, correct? Palm That's Sunday. yesterday. Yep. yep. And he'd burn palms and smash people in the face with them. And then uh, that was when... You smoke, you smoke oh, out on the palms on Palm Sunday. Brett grew up in the area, too, mm-hmm. over by St. Tim's. So the greatest day was I went, because that was, that was right in the heart of when I was trying to... Uh, like I had a crush on a girl who went to the teen life thing or whatever that was called. Life teen. Whatever. Who cares? Rape house Brady. Let's not correct it. It was a rape parlor. It was Tinder for the teens. It was, yeah, it was Tinder for Dr. or uh, Father Douchebag. And his They're friends. giving life to teens. Well, they put life in a teen. And the best part was uh, <laughs> the, the teen leader, Phil. Full of beans, Phil. What's up? God bless, brother. <laughs> Yeah, Guy Fieri. Uh, oh, he was he was worse than Guy Fieri. Oh. Hey guys, I'm just on fire with the Lord. How are you? I'm like, get out of my way, Dick. <laughs> Phil, nobody. It's feels Phil. It. Jesus isn't even this happy about seeing his dad. Knock it off. Hey everybody, I'm fired for God. He stood on a car in the parking lot the day I found out he had gotten one of the teens pregnant. Palm Sunday. He filled her up. <laughs> Phil did some filling. And she was 16, and he was early 20s. Oh, I'm just so on fire for the Lord. I just can't wait. Easter week's the most exciting week of the year, and Jesus is this, and Lord, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there going, is he really allowed to talk? Like, we know about his girlfriend. We go to school with her, but she's pregnant. Tis. And he's sitting there telling all these teen kids how important all these. Like, you should have kept it quiet for a day. And that's when it all started to, at least in my mind, started to unravel. Because that was also the same day Father Dale walked with me and my friend Andy Swingle over to one of the teen rape houses, which was filled with pinball machines and candy and kids, you know. One gro- of the teen rape houses. Grooming supplies. That was before he had the second one. Oh, okay. The grooming supplies. And he asked uh, my friend Andy, if uh, do, you, uh, do you and your girlfriend Tanya masturbate uh, in front of each other? Now, keep in mind, I just met this creep like 10 minutes earlier. Do you masturbate in front of each other? Do you? And Andy said, I'm not comfortable talking about this. You have to. I'm your priest. Does she touch herself in front? Does she touch you? What do you guys do? From the walk from the church to the rape house. And I'm like, holy Moses, this dude is something. And then the other guy hops on a car hood. Because that's what cool kids do. That's what they do in Greece. Fire for Jesus. <laughs> and he's all full of beans bouncing around. And then it all just started to implode. So I know from that day... Because of crazy Phil, the impregnator. You're like, how do I become a leader in life? Team? Well, first off, the girl he impregnated was a smoke show. She had to go to another school, though. Because instead of getting the, the uh, church in trouble, they just moved her out of the way. They were good at shuffling. And she went to Gilbert or something. She probably knew her. I forgot her name. But you probably, if a pregnant girl just showed up at Gilbert, it we was had a couple of, of them actually. Because so, of our yeah. church. <laughs> it's because of the, the, the priests at our church. Outcast. Yeah, oh, it was oh. gone. So I'm just there trying to do what they're doing. I was trying to get laid just like the guys running the church were doing. They and were, make the baseball team. Well, that was over. That, I oh. knew I knew that wasn't going to happen because the uh, a lot of running, and then the, you had to go sit at the church a couple of times. It was weird. Like, you had to get to be friends with church people. And I wasn't a churchy. I just wanted to bang that Sarah girl. And that wasn't going well for me at all. So I just kind of bailed out. But, uh, uh, yeah, he did that. and then, But I remember because of that day being so awkward and memorable in my life that that's when Easter week starts. That the Holy Week is Palm Sunday to Easter. And, then, and that's the week that those guys probably didn't diddle any children. And then they got back on it when it was Unholy Week. Yeah, they the had week class. After. You know, yeah, when it was Sam Smith, Kim Petras week the next Monday. 
doing something unholy. <laughs> yeah, so that was a, so that's the debate. But I can't believe we're in Easter week now. So it's a, a big one. And uh, Friday is a lot has changed. Easter cake has it. No more life team. <laughs> right. Oh, maybe it's too many victims, Brady. A lot of the times, other than the church itself, when you get caught, you know, depancing a bunch of boys and touching their ding dongs, you lose your business. <laughs> Pretty standard American way. I mean, in cancel culture, you're not even allowed to joke about it. Uh, they're still a thing somehow. Still don't get it. Didn't even change the name. Didn't have the decency to go, you know, we're not going to call ourselves that anymore after this thousands and thousands of rapes. We're going to somehow or another still just uh, stand in front of you with our logo in place going, still good. I don't get it. Again, I always go back to the idea that if Best Buy had, let's say, mm, I don't know, 20,000 rape victims, they'd have the decency. To, Papa John's had one guy say the N-word and they, they added an apostrophe, took an apostrophe away. At least they changed something. Best Buy wouldn't be called Best Buy. It was like, hey, that's a place where thousands of rapes have occurred. There'd definitely be some re-imaging There'd going be on. A branding move. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not that Catholic Church. They just kept trucking. That's the thousand schmalzens. You know, there's billions of us. So it's a really low percentage when you think about it. When you play the numbers right, yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're looking at the numbers game, we really we could have raped so many more, <laughs> but we didn't. Uh, anyway, so that's what Holy Week is, and that's why it's this week. And that's why we decided to make it about beer and partying and having a time. Be at Mavericks Friday night for the redemption party. The kegs will be floating all over the place. Everybody gets one, brings it down there. You get your prize, uh, and then roll out the winner by a drawing uh, right there with those tickets. Every, every year on that Friday night, I get to disappoint uh, about 90 people. It's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. I get to just basically hold up the one winning ticket and say, all right, guys, here's the one. If you're holding this one, you got five grand in your hand. If not, and each number I read off, a, a, a gaggle of folks drop off. So if it's like 976-403 is the winning ticket, by the time I get to that four, there's 90 people that don't, you know, that don't have 403 and one that does because some of them find two or three kicks. Usually there's every number I read, there's that satisfying, oh, of the people who have just been cast away as we eliminate down to one. It's pretty fun. Stayed up all night for this. It's pretty fun. <laughs> but how many chances do you get a one in 98 Hey, chance? look, at five grand, you're when one in 98 pop. raffles, nothing's close. Never like that. So it's pretty awesome. We can't wait for that. That's going to be good. And speaking of Holy Week, Brady... I'm in an. Uh, I need to lean on Brady's morality on this Holy Week. You're the only one who Uh-oh. talks to Jesus. The only one who Jesus may talk to if you're delusional and nuts. Possible. Uh, a, a moral dilemma, as I didn't realize. Uh, I've been uh, used for a skill I have uh, at a children's party. Now, here's the thing. Ooh, no, this isn't going to go down. This is not. Here. This is not going to go down the same way as Father Dale would have said that. Uh, you know how I also I can do voices impressions and also uh, pretty good at copying autographs. Like pretty sure. darn good at it. Like you and oh, I, yeah. you got somewhere to go? No, somebody <laughs> just, just looked at his watch. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, the, where well, you going. Hurry up there, Holmberg. Let's I go, got kid. I to got uh, got a tea time in twenty. Uh, so I've done the Gordon Ramsay one. I don't remember who we gave a Tom Cruise poster to once, but he asked for it. Uh, we had a poster, and I said it was autographed, and then we copied. Sting. Sting, yes, I've done some, uh, and everybody seems, 
I made a lady cry. I'm not going to say where because she's unaware that this was a false. She said she went to a concert and she would kill for an autograph from that band. And I looked at the person I was with and I'm like, we can do this. <laughs> and I, all four guys in the band, I faked their autograph. And then a week later, presented her with this framed thing. And we didn't know that she would buy it. And she started crying. I'm like, oh, man. Now we can't. We were just going to joke around. We realized that this meant something. So she's got that hanging at her house. <laughs> Oops. Uh, I've done it a few times with adults. Never have I been asked by a, by a person who is taking advantage of the fact that people think that if you're, you have any notoriety in the city, you know other people who have notoriety. And because I'm pals with Kevin Ray, this is big brand liability for him, is that they think I know the Phoenix Suns, and I do not. In fact, they don't want to know me. I've met Eddie Johnson nine times. A week ago, he shook my hand. He said, what's your name? And I said, it's John. John, I'm Eddie Johnson. I'm like, I know who you are. And he goes, that's great. He goes, nice to meet you. And he walked away, and I turned to my friend Brian. I'm like, maybe the ninth time I've met him, like, in the last year. He's been on the like show. Like, not an average setting. No, no, no. He's, I mean, no, no. It's, it's always like, something right. weird. There's something strange going on. Like, but there's enough so that it's like, it's not like a... Just a meet yeah. and greet. He no, no, no. Yeah, it's not like it's a big... It's, a, it's, I'm it's with his friend. Outing. I'm with Kevin Ray, yeah. the guy he does the broadcast with. And Eddie doesn't have time to know me. I don't blame him. He meets a lot of people, a lot yeah. of idiots that look just like You me. understand. I get it. We're not hanging out, so... But he doesn't, like, from... Every time he's walked up to me and shook my hand, and there's been gaps of maybe four days where the last time I met him to the next time I met him, and he still says, nice to meet you, and he's just staring directly at me, what's your name? I'm just John still. It's nice to meet you. I'm like, thanks, John. Thank you. It's good to meet you. Like, thanks, Eddie. It's good to meet you again. Mm -hmm. And he just leaves. So they think I know the sons. I do not. So one lady that I know taking advantage of this by going to a party for another kid. Um, You know, moms have to take kids, go to kids' parties with their kid. And this kid's uh, like a braggy kid, evidently, right? Like, this kid's always, her parents are always up to getting great presents for other kids and things like that. She asked me if I would autograph a sun shirt with Devin Booker's autograph. Now, if you go in my office right now, there's pages of me copying Devin Booker's. (laughs) Like, I went went through a notebook of just practicing, and I nailed it. Uh... Not well, not knowing this was for children. And uh, evidently, uh, the husband of the lady found out. And they still did it. They still gave this because they wanted to one-up the other parents. They're always handing stuff over. The guilt inside me is unbelievable. Because they've never done this for children before. But at the same time, they're just kids. Like, you know, there's no cert- certification here. There's no certificate of authenticity so the kid's just getting a shirt with a somebody scrawled on evidently the party revolved around the shirt like once that happened that was a game changer to the party everybody lost their minds (laughs) it is the greatest it's so fraudulent and awful and these kids are so happy so in a way i'm thinking to myself i brought great joy to children through some other crooked mother's ways like some other hell-bound lady's ways This woman is as awful as I am, and we thought it would be fun. And she really just wanted to kind of zing the other parents. Uh, At the same time, I'm thinking, wow, if I was that kid, 
and then later found out this jackass at the radio station because that's what they're eventually somebody's going to spill. Well, I'm spilling them now, but so do you know that there was a great debate about this? And amongst, no, amongst the pit downstairs. No, no, let's not say any names. No, no, I don't, no, want, I'm not I don't saying, want this getting I'm not deep. I'm coming back. <laughs> oh wow! But, but, yeah, but the, it's a little to the yeah, No, but the idea was brought <laughs> up. Right, hold on. Hi, Richard. Yes, yeah, so like, maybe you should go. Yeah, it, it's somewhere that the Richard also hangs around. This was brought up. He got wind brought up it. amongst many people downstairs, mm-hmm. and it was like the whole thing was against it. Probably, uh, it was about five to one. Okay, that's who's. Against. I want to ask who the one was. Who's the crookedest um, person? Well, I was on the side for it. For what, what I did? Yes. Yeah, because you got kids. Yeah, I don't think Absolutely. it's bad. Like I don't it think it's that bad. bad. But in a way, it's not. having a kid who oh. met Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. And got his real autograph. Right. Knowing that situation, if if I had come home with an Anthony Rizzo at the time autograph jersey, he'd have been out of his mind. And what if it was fake? If it was signed by you, because yeah. I know you could do the same thing. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, I'd do that every oh, time. So sad. Look, it's like the kids taking it to Pawn Stars and having it evaluated. <laughs> no, he might by, though. But if you don't have the certificate, it's exactly. no big deal. But it's still just heartbreaking. And it's, Once and it's he a, finds too far. out, it's a kid's <laughs> gonna, jersey, and the kid's going to deal with a lot more heartbreaks no than that this in is, life. This, Screw him. You know what, Brett? Brett, you're making a lot of sense right now. Do this every time. Yeah, I like this. Brett's right. This kid's you're going to face some, you know, adversity. It's in on life. the parents. It's not me, right? No. Oh, the parents are so pressured that they need to, you know, if they do this and they came clean, like it was a joke to try to get the, you know, but it's a one-upping. It is a one-upping. And they and, and, they, and it worked. Oh, but it's ridiculous. But Brady, please, you live in Jonestown. You've seen, you know the <laughs> oh, one-uppings. You know when a new car's in your neighborhood, seven new cars will be in your neighborhood. You know when somebody gets a new little tiny brick block around their tree in the front yard. Everybody redoes their front yard. It's the Joneses I've, are amazing. I've been a part of it. I've done up, you know, something to do, you know, get this item because now the guy has to get it for his wife. Right. But you're, you're right. You, you have one. But you basically, go get one. it's being tired of kids parties where this lady always wins. She like this one, this one, I, she look, wanted to I win. I understand. And I think, um, I'm thinking like if I was a kid later in life and you find out that's a funny story. No, Hilarious. is that it though? Because I don't think I don't think he's going to. Years. You know, uh, it's you a know, girl. It might be tough. It's a girl. If not they are trying the to shirt. try to sell huh? the jersey, fit in the shirt in a few years. Yeah, but still, I have shirts from when I was a kid, autographed little little league shirts. Joe DiMaggio came to our out of nowhere, our West Virginia baseball little league. I played for Kiwanis and we were playing FOP. And the whole game stopped. The fraternal order of police? For, yeah, because they didn't have team names. They just, whoever <laughs> threw the cash in, you got a shirt with felt letters ironed on. We were Kiwanis. FOPs playing against us. My friend Todd Bebout was on FOP, and somebody in the crowd goes, well, at the time, I was like, holy f***, Mr. Coffee's here. Like, we didn't, like, the kids didn't know who Joe DiMaggio was, really. And uh, there he was, and he did that. So I got, he wasn't nice to anyone. At he, all, he was like us. He, he was, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of. I don't dumb know kids. what he was doing in Morgantown, West Virginia, Little League, anyway. But uh, he signed a couple of shirts, and I was one of them. And I still have that. It's in a box, but I have it. I have a couple others too, where my Little League shirts got signed. One was from a guy who was like cut by the Dodgers, and he came on and tried to be a pitching coach in Little League. And I'm like, I was impressed, and then I realized this guy's nothing. I wonder how often that happens in actual stuff that's being sold. 
you know, baseball signed. Oh, yeah. Well, th- they're big on that now to but make sure you at least have... sign now. Right. You at least have a photo of the person doing it with yeah. you. That's that's uh, cert- that's certification right there. But I remember when I was that guy for the Diamondbacks, those kid- the gaggle of kids ran up to me thinking yeah. I was the pitcher for the Diamondbacks, and I signed a ton of baseballs that said avoid STDs. I just did the League of Their Own thing. <laughs> Girls are bad. And I just wrote, you know, I, I was... Uh, I never remember who it was. Rick didn't something. To, didn't you go to, like, a Mariners spring training game, too? Yeah, people thought it was Jay Buhner, but that was different. That was just dumb adults. I'll gladly screw with dumb adults. This one hurts, though, because I'm, I'm now part of the the uh, the mom squad that's trying to one-up each other. That that does sound They had a big bad. part. So like that's a, your fault. Who cares? I agree. Oh, what's your problem? Brett, what's Brett's going on here? Brett's helped a lot. Brett, I mean, you know what? You've helped a lot. Life's going to be full of disappointments for these kids. So That's on the start mind. learning he's early, trying, pal. He's you're just to signing you part Italian too. I still too. feel like I'd be in a courtroom. What's the matter you? He already is. He's forging what's stuff. What's I mean, come on. <laughs> it's true. You're There's already no in. There's no you're arguing. What you say? I'll talk to you after the show about a few things. Yeah, no. <laughs> and if you want to help out, you know, a couple of houses we could buy together. You know, under a couple of, uh, you get me an ID, I get you an autograph. I don't know. What a f- what a friend group. But the, that's the mom. That's groups. a gaggle of women. None I know. Of them, none of them like each other ever. If you get seven women together, five of them can't stand, a, and it's all a different five. That's why there's no such show as real husbands of. Of uh, it would be boring. <laughs> like we'd all get along, we'd deal with it. I don't like that dick, but it would be over. Get called out for doing this, right? You okay. know, Real Housewives is because you get six girls in a room. They're going to throw drinks on each other and eventually going to hit each other. It's a TV show in seven different cities. You can't manufacture that kind of constant. I blame the mom because, well, I mean, if the, fault, if the mom wanted this bad enough, she could have went and bought an official one with the certificate and everything else. Yeah, so it's the mom's didn't fault. Didn't have time. Didn't it's not yours. Time. No, no, no. Don't even give me that. Yeah. <laughs> with the internet, you got plenty she, of time. She knows when her kid's birthday is, for God's sake. So it comes Johnny up every Hancock year at the same time. Right that's right. And that's a great nickname for my forgery company. Johnny Hancock. I'll sign anything just like it. Part we, of the discussion came down to cost as well. Right. And, it, yeah, they don't want to spend that much money on a kid who's not going to remember. Well, then there you go. It was right. a $35 t-shirt that they were going to buy. Is that what it was? I don't know if that's what you signed or a jersey yes, or whatever. it was whatever. a t-shirt. But then, like, the authentic, like, that's too much money. And when you spend. see oh, the so autograph. your kid's not worth it then. That's what you're basically saying. It wasn't saying. her kid. It was another kid. Yeah. But she's tired of the one mom winning. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, it's cost of doing business. One, the do? one, it's, well, it's, guess who won? Remember, it's, yeah. the, it's the office Christmas party where it was no presents over 10 bucks, and he bought uh, an iPad. Yes. And everybody said, well... You said, and he made it clear, this one's from me, and it was at the white elephant thing. So everybody wanted that, and it was like the he won best gift of the night by being the guy who made everybody else look stupid. That's what she did. Half of me wants to tell. So I'm doing it. The other half is like, this is awesome. So I, I really say, I say it's no. awesome. So you got right. three out of four in the room right now are, are with oh, you. Well, I'm. You're with yourself. And Brittany's would, in, you're in on the forgery for uh, breaking kids. I don't think it's on no. you necessarily, but I no, don't. I mean, I did it. It's he's right though. It's not on you. You oh, were man. asked. You were asked for a service. How far will I go? I mean, what am I capable of? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see. To play out. <laughs> I you need would another do, challenge. I would, yeah, I need, I need to push this. <laughs> the uh, the Gordon Ramsay we have in our office, 
That's fake. I did that one, and people still aren't sure. That was at Porkopolis for yeah. a long time, and it was on the walls of Porkopolis. Not a soul thought. Because if you went online and goes, that really is autograph? And you see his autograph, you'd be like, that's him. It's dead on. How many uh, the wall have are you responsible Me? for? Yeah, None. The chalk wall. Oh, the chalk wall? Like six. I think one's Torp Bogan, though. I didn't do Torp. You didn't do no, Torp? No, Torp actually Torp wrote did his it own. Himself? Okay. No, I'm, there's a couple up there that I've... Yeah, I know. I've faked. That, our big autograph wall. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Go up there, you look. My name's right in the middle. You're like. I think you can't the key tell. is that that person has actually been in the building. You just commemorated sure. well, it. Well, I've in said a things like, way. oh, we should have had him sign the wall, and they leave, right. and then I sign it later. No problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Got it. Proxy. <laughs> and then you justify it. Well, technically, they were here. And people will walk by and go, holy crap. Norm McDonald? Right. Yep. <laughs> That's him. Can tell because it's so high. <laughs> A few of them are real. Now, I don't even remember which. I know Norm was fake. I did that. Yeah. If he's still there, because that was when the shoulder brush happened. But I had to go back. Oh, that was true, because Larry and I went back and put a couple back on that aren't real. So anyway, it was just kind of a thought in my head. I'm like, ah. Uh. Maybe it was the Savannah Bananas that did it to me. I saw all those kids, and they were so happy to get autographs from the Savannah Bananas, who were just a bunch of you know college baseball players who didn't make it. But it was and just Eric such Gagne. a happy thing. And Aragonian and Bill Spaceman Lee. I would have gotten Bill Spaceman Lee's autograph. That guy was awesome. I don't know. The kid's fine. The kids are fine because you never know. Like at a birthday party like that, the kid's favorite present has nothing. It was probably the cheapest one. But it is to outdo themselves. Yeah. So what would it? What would make it? What would swing you around more toward being okay with it? Would, would a story of that mom bitching about it today you don't want to know what would make me okay. i know <laughs> like what would make me okay with it is the kid like shows off at school and stuff and then somebody tells him and then this heartbreak oh <laughs> like that would make me go okay cat's out of the bag in the best way ever like, <laughs> the kid's life was just just kicked right off the you top see of you take it away from this yeah. Get used Get to used it. Get used to it. He's right. Brett's right. He's right. <laughs> most everything in experience your, heartbreak. Most everything in your life is fake, kid. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, well, what you learn this way is if you don't get the uh, certification, if the authenticity is not proven with that little card that says we've proven this autograph, because I've gotten in a bunch of silent auctions and things like that, and it has to come with that thing in the back. That says this happened on this date. We were there. This is a, a certification to say this is a real autograph. Now, I suppose you could fake that too, but that's the standard held by you know pawn shops and places that you go to trade that stuff, like Field of Dreams. They ain't taking anything. It's just like, look, I got a Devin Booker autograph T-shirt. Like, where's the picture? Where's the proof? So in a way, that's the that's the kid's fault for not having a photograph of the whole thing, right? Yep. But I was used as the, the name who, well, I work in the industry and John knows all the sons, so he got this for me. So I think I've been outed as the guy who got that autograph. So, so the next step's probably going to be like, well, maybe, maybe the dad. If the dad has any heart at all, he'll go, well, what we need to do is get whoever got this autograph to go back and get a photograph of this. Now I have, now uh, that's all. The terminology, me. John, are you responsible for that autograph? Yes. Yep. Dick, why did you say that? I was listening to him. He was smarter than you. I think you just I mean, why saying, are you going you are. for this? Yeah. Yeah. You're Brett, this is all for, good, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're responsible for that. saying you've got cover. Right. He's not trying to guilt you into it. Cover for what? what, what yeah. What, what did you do? You right. didn't come up with the idea. Yeah, I don't, yes. know, why, I don't know why you need Brett or, or anyway, because it's like, would you ever do it again? 
Yes. Okay. There you, there you go. go. Damn, Damn it. He's right. <laughs> Start working on DeAndre. I mean, I'm not saying right this a debate. It wasn't fun. I mean, I was had a blast doing it, laughing, and like for an hour, I wasted an hour. It, it is Friday. the bananas. We did. Uh, we did our modeling shoot Friday yes. for Action Ride Shop, yeah. and I had some time to kill because it basically took up the half Practice. of the day. So we're modeling. I'm like, so I sat in the office and just wrote Devin Booker's name as I saw it on uh, a bunch of autographs online, hundreds of times. So how about this? If I bring you Kevin Durant rookie photo when he's with the Seattle oh, Supersonics okay, I'll and it. have you sign it. I'll proudly display <laughs> In that. my mind, I'm, I'm even thinking, can't do Sharpie, gotta do pen on that one. For some reason, I just figured, because that was back in the days when pens were more prevalent. No, they still had No, Sharpies. no, they had them. But one was, was Sean Kemp that was signed by Sharpie. Trust me, those autographs, you much rather have in pen. <laughs> Alright, start working. Oh, I could do it. It takes five <laughs> minutes. I just got to procure the photo. Yeah, get me a good photograph. And I'll, oh, you're talking about 8x10 gloss. I think yeah, like yeah, a yeah. card. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign that with it. It's not good. It's a, it's a, I had a little, I just saw all those kids on Saturday and thought, oh, this means something to them. If I found out today, and I'm 50 and two-thirds years old, that my Bruce Souter autograph was phony, and that wasn't really Bruce Souter. It would break my heart. That was a big moment for me. If that guy I that, still don't think it takes away the moment. If that big black guy I met in Indiana <laughs> isn't really Lynn McLaughlin, former starter for the Chicago Cubs, and he autographed a Polaroid of me, which was weird. <laughs> he wasn't in it. He had a Cubs shirt on. I'm like, oh, I think. But again, I was four or five years old in Lowell, Indiana. We weren't allowed to go north of Munster where Gary is, so I didn't have a lot of exposure to black people outside of television because uh, that was Hillbilly Central. We were we were the rednecks that nobody wanted to see, and they were the black people that our grandparents told us couldn't. And then Crown Point was in the middle where uh, where like the Klan lived. Like there was a nice border. That's true. So Lynn McLaughlin being in Indiana at a basketball game, nobody knew, and I ran over like, you're Lynn McLaughlin. He goes, that's right. The only thing I had on me was a recent Polaroid photo of me. <laughs> Just reach out and he signed it. Lynn McLaughlin. I haven't ever checked to see if he spelled it right. I've never looked. It's a worthless autograph. But it was like the, you know, your heart's beating fast. It's the first celebrity I'd ever met. So there you go. What difference does it make? What if it's just some brother writing Lynn McLaughlin and that dumb little crackages guy? You don't know. Who the hell is Lynn McLaughlin? <laughs> he did what you say you do every time. If someone asks yeah, you if I you're that it. person, yeah, say exactly. yes. Payback. Because then I met the real Bill Buckner a few days later. And another Polaroid. Yeah. Oh, oh they were hanging wow. around uh, Indiana basketball quite a bit for some reason. You just carry Polaroids of yourself around? Or what? Yeah, I, I, had, I had a bunch of little Polaroids. Of well, no, I had a Polaroid camera. They're in so many other people's houses. <laughs> and I, I had pictures. So then this one was, yeah, it was. I was trying to get in a beaver hunt <laughs> as a kid. Little, they had a little beaver hunt. Potato bug. At the, uh, at the, you know, Oak Prairie Elementary School back page of the newspaper. Like, let's take a look. But I had the Polaroid camera, and Bill Buckner and I, are in the photo together. Lynn McLaughlin. Do you still have it? He wasn't worthy of it. Somewhere in that box of stuff. No, I already had, I didn't have the camera. I just had things, remnants. Here's the thing. And it's just a picture of me in a Joe Green sweater. And Lynn, and (laughs) quotey fingers, Lynn McLaughlin signed it. I think it was just a big black guy. 
And he was probably mad that some cracker wandered up and assumed he was an athlete, and probably a janitor. Or he worked on the, you know, worked in Merrillville somewhere. But you watched him play. Did he have no skill? I, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. He was at the game. Oh, it was a high school basketball. He was just hanging around. My dad's old boss used to send me to tables as a little kid of see that guy over there, black people, and say that there Lester Hayes, the Oakland Raiders. Like what? Yes, sir. They're practicing down the road. Are you sure, Jimmy? Absolutely. Going over there and ask him. Hi, guys. Are you the Raiders? Get away from us, cracker! <laughs> oh, of course you're not eating at Bill Johnson's Big Apple, Jimmy. You're a dick. You have a table of Oakland Raiders. You're Lester the molester in the middle of September. Eating at Big Apple, but Dummy believed it every time. Get out of there. That's the Oakland Raiders there. Jimmy, are you sure? Jimmy would laugh, send me over to every black guy he saw and tell me who it was. That dad's Guido Merkins plays for the New Orleans Saints. You should go out and go take get an autograph of him. I lived in New Orleans for 10 years. I know Guido Merkins when I see him. You think so, Jimmy? Go get your autograph. Excuse me, sir. Are you Guido Merkins? No. Sorry, sorry about that. Well, that wasn't him, Jimmy. Oh, he's lying to you, son. You need to go back and push. <laughs> Excuse me, he's positive you're Guido Merkins. Who the hell is Guido Merkins? Yeah, I think you. I don't know. That's Larry Little. <laughs> oh, is that Andy Dolphins? And I fell for it every single time. That there's Rush Street Reggie Theus, boy. I'm like what? <laughs> He plays for the Chicago Bulls. He's a hell of a shooter. You should go get his autograph. Okay, I'll be right back. I mean, every time. Oh. Hey, are you Rush Street Reggie Theus? Who? Never mind. Jimmy got me. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. This shy little kid, I was afraid to talk to people. This is why I have social anxiety. It's like, goddamn Jimmy Richards. Sending me off to every black guy. Are you blah, blah, blah? Now I got a key. Sure yeah. And <laughs> never once did they go, yep. I got zero autographs with Jimmy Richards. But every time I was out with him, it was, a, it was like walking around in Hollywood. Look over there, son. Can you believe this? That's Joe Gilliam. Oh, oh he was a, a quarterback for the Steelers. Got into some cocaine trouble. You should go get his autograph, boy. Okay, Jimmy, I'll be right back. Every time I'd get up out of the chair and just wander over to the nearest black and make a fool of myself. You're probably an athlete. Insulted immediately. Go on. Okay. Anyway, I had a little, a little internal, but Brett kind of fixed it. You mm, sort of helped. That last thing you said made me feel bad. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Full steam ahead. Yeah, I just keep doing it. I'll autograph a bunch of these phony autographs for these kids. What do I care? They're not my kids. Exactly. Somebody else's issue. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a letter to Jim Carrey when I was in second grade when Ace Ventura was huge. He sent an autographed photo back, and I never realized until a couple years ago it was nothing but a copy, and I'm still disappointed. Lives are ruined by fake autographs. <laughs> One authentic Jesus autograph coming up. Holy Week special. Uh, this guy says, hey, John, I have a couple of Devin Booker rookie cards I need signed, if you don't mind. Yeah, I can. I'll do it for adults. Adults, I, if you're a scam artist adult, I'll get in on it with you. But Tainting the minds of our youth. I'm just not that guy. <laughs> oh, at least I wasn't this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'd do it again. I guess that was the question of the day. Would you do that again? I was, like, yeah. I was all excited about it. And then it, it hit me Saturday at the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> 
Hang on, these kids, they like this. What happened to you? I don't know. I, I don't know. It was such a great night. And then just getting a text saying, oh, two kids losing her mind. This is great. Six weeks, she won't even remember this. This is awesome. We won the party. Yeah. We won. <laughs> That's the pressure parents are under, though. You can't bring the cruddy present. They had like a whole weekend. It was like a nine-year-old's birthday. They had a whole weekend. They did a resort. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, And all the moms had to stay. It's like a Friday through Sunday morning event to turn nine. Man. So there was a lot of pressure oh, on that thing. thank you. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Dr. Lynn doing God's work. I agree with that one. Keeps us out of the fray. <laughs> I wouldn't have been in it anyway. Anyway, what are you going to do? Sorry. Just had to vent a little on that one. This weekend you get your Easter keg, no one will care. It'll be authentic. <laughs> and then I was at the Suns game Friday night with uh, Channel 3's Ian Schwartz, the weatherman. And people walked up to Ian at, at the table downstairs. We're in the little VIP area. People walked up and said, Mr. Schwartz, this Native American couple, I thought for sure they'd know me. They looked like they had Slayer written all over them. And they asked for Ian's autograph on their son's merchandise. And Ian didn't hesitate. And I wanted to tell him, you're wrecking that shirt, weatherman. <laughs> this doesn't, don't write on that. And then this other guy breaks out an, a book, an autograph book. We love you. Those? We love you. We watch every day. And there's Schwartz firing off autographs. And I'm like, who wants the weatherman's autograph? A grown-up, at least. You know, kids maybe, because I see it on TV, but. There's Ian firing off his name on people's stuff. And they were, like, floored. They were torn up that Ian Schwartz signed their stuff. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I'm like, how often does that happen? He goes, a lot. Like, oh, weatherman autographs, a thing? I find it funny people want any of our stuff. So like, I, I always tell them, like, can I get your autograph? I'm like, why? Yeah. That's dumb. Would you, you sign my shirt? You want me to ruin it? Okay. I'm mean, your shirt. You're going to wash it. You'd like to have it be washable ink. You will impress absolutely no one. The Holmberg signed my shirts. Who? He's a local celebrity. <laughs> That's garbage autograph. So maybe I should just start signing D. Booker. I'm going to fake my own autograph. I'm going to start. That's what I'm going to do for the Easter keg. I'm just going to sign all the kegs Devin Booker. should sign him Father Dale. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a notorious <laughs> autograph. That's a get right there. Anyway, what are you going to do? At least for me. Uh, not for me, but you know. No, oh, that's a different thing. Anyway, uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? As I still feel a little bit bad, but Brett made me feel better, and Brady kind of mamby pamby me through it a little bit. But Brett, yeah, made what, me I feel that's that's what, what I do? That's what I do. He kind of gave me some thoughts. Would you do it again? That doesn't make me feel better because you know the answer. Of course, I would. <laughs> Wake up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. They had a huge weekend this weekend, this last weekend on Saturday. They had the uh, the whole Pivot team out there doing demos and rides. So if you're looking for that new mountain bike, especially a Pivot, that is the place to go. Because I stopped in on Friday, and they are loaded, floor to ceiling with bikes. You want one? They got it okay. in stock for you. So make sure you head on over there, ActionRideShop.com. You can find out about all the stuff they have in stock online, or just go visit them. They're, they're a bunch of cool guys, all right? Action yeah. Ride Shop over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. And on the list today, we got uh, the Reverend Horton Heat making an appearance. 
Uh, Led Zeppelin's uh, Stairway to Heaven to welcome to KSLX That's listeners. That's right. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Uh, Iron Maiden, Aces High for Jerry Foster. Uh, Mastodon, Theory of a Dead Man Down. But it's uh, Sebastian Bach's 50, uh, oh, 50th birth today. Yeah, 55. Well, that changed it. So, I wanted to go with Zeppelin for all the new KSLX people that yeah. may be tuning in. But we got Monkey Bit. Well, he's kind of classic rock, you yeah. know. Skid Row's kind of up there. Would Zeppelin, did they, yeah, we're going with Monkey Business. It's too good a song. Yeah. I know, I know. It's Skid Row, but oh, we could do We could do Zep tomorrow. Well, yeah, they we'll, got a full we'll, week of we'll do, uh, Yeah, they're not going to do nothing. Yeah. yeah, so KSLX will do that. A little Zeppelin for the, the people who have been displaced. I guess it's because I had such a fun weekend with kids that I had like a a nice feeling about them for a, it may, may not be worn off yet. It's kind of like mushrooms, you know, not allowed to go that game yeah, like anymore. 72 hours and then later you're back to normal. Maybe I just had like such a positive mushroom experience with the kids that I'm feeling kind and sweet towards them. So it kind of burned me a little bit. Who are you? I know. I know. And it's a van of bananas thing changed me, man. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It brought me back to my so childhood. Glad I didn't go. Brought me back to my childhood, Brett. You and I both would have been you like, see this the smiles on those kids face. I never want one, but yeah, it was like a happiness involved. Now I'm like, now I know what Whitney Houston was talking about. They are the future. This is, this is nice. Eh, tomorrow I'll be back to normal. I just need one bad. I just need to see someone's child again. Like, bring your kid down here, Brady. Like, oh, God, this is a nightmare. She's got, like, her basketball uniform on and an oboe. And Brady's got five things he doesn't want to go to today, but he's got to drive to Tucumcari and then back to Tucson. So we yeah. can tell you tons of stories, too. I mean, it'll, it'll wake you right back up. Yeah, I just need to be around negativity and kids again. It was so positive. It was such a positive kid experience on Saturday that I'm like, I'm just kind of in this afterglow like it was possible to enjoy them. I know it's not. but Believable. I think I'm just on hallucinogenics, <laughs> and I really enjoyed something that's not normal, and soon enough it'll wear off. I had a nice long chat with Toledo about that. There was another family that just flat told their kids, I love you, but I wish I never had you. Like, like wow. this is, well, No, I mean, that's a fact, because most parents feel that way. <laughs> oh, you ruined my youth. You took away my 20s. Uh, if I would have done this over again, it wouldn't be uh, when I did. You wouldn't be... But don't get me wrong. I made the most of you. And those are those moments I enjoy. Honest moments with the children. But, you know, I need to be around. I need to be around Toledo's kid for an hour and go downstairs and have, well, you know what we need to do for me to get better is to have that to bring your kid to work day. That'll set me it's 24 straight. days away. Is it really? Yeah. You keep it on a calendar? I just saw it today on the uh future days coming up. They, they give you a rundown of, you know, yeah. seven days. I need that. Easter. I need that to be boosted up. Six days. To like today. Bring your kids to work today. That'll help me get over this. The, the, the real me would be like thrilled that those kids were all fooled by the autograph. I thought I knew you. Nah, well, it it's comes and goes, Brett. Keep you uh, abreast of that. It's, yeah. it's coming up. Thanks. The 27th. And, again, and now Stephen just thinking about it helped a little bit. Because I'm already ready to put out the... The memo that says, do not bring your kids to work. I'm bringing your kid to work day unless your kid is in his 20s and modeling in Paris. Otherwise, otherwise, no one wants to see your children at work ever. Ever. You work from home most of the time. They've been to your work. That's enough. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Holmberg's morning sickness. Me having my uh, therapy session helped out a lot, but we're late now. That's my fault. Let me say something about your therapy session, okay. too. 
uh, kids' lives, yeah. most of their lives, are filled with lie being lied to by their parents. That's true. Holidays, That's dentistry, all of it. <laughs> dentistry? The tooth fairy. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was dentistry. <laughs> You're right. They're Santa, just full of lies. Just filled with lies to keep them in line. It's up to them to sort through them as That's they navigate right. life. That's well put. I like that. The whole purpose of being a parent is to lie to your kids as much as possible to keep them from falling off the edge. Even, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Holy Spirits, Santa Claus, Easter, the two, all of it is just like, let's see how many things we can make them feel like they're being watched. The elf on a shelf. Oh. Everything's keeping... Uh, their eyes on the kid. We we look at it as a lot of fun. And <laughs> it is an absolute lie. No, it's all lies. It's <laughs> oh, all 100% yeah. just lies to keep them feeling like if they, cause they, if they step out. Because the kids, what's their first natural reaction as a human being? Lie and swindle. It's the biggest lie you were told. Chief running water. Yeah, you were told that there was repercussions for bad behavior, and that would have been to live with people of color. Horrified you as a child. And you take it at Chief Running Water, Brady. Oh, God, savages? No way. I'll straighten up. And then she'd get in the car. She'd go so far as to pack up the car. That's great stuff. Bunny was right. Uh, another thing I have to I have to say, I don't know if he's listening. Maybe. Uh, probably not, but maybe. The guy who, uh, at the parking garage for the Suns game Friday, I walked in, you know, you, uh, drive down in the thing, and uh, he's giving me a ticket. And he looks and he goes, you look like a guy who does radio here in town. And I said, oh, yeah? And he said, yeah. He said, is that you? And I'm like, maybe. I said, who's asking? And he told me his name. I forgot it. Willie or something. And then he said, I said, uh, well, thanks for listening. He goes, oh, I don't listen. And I'm like, oh. I said, how did you know? And he goes, oh, I used to listen before, but I started to take my faith more seriously. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm a bad guy now? Um, no. I just don't want to associate with that kind of stuff. All right, well, have a great night. So, yes. <laughs> but then he told are. me he still listens to Skillet and P.O.D. Still listen to Skillet and P.O.D. Well, and I'm like, is it the music or was it us? Yeah, no, because they like the Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, is it just the show or what? No. No, I just got, you know, I had to straighten my straighten my life out. Which Tom Brady's still on the show? I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. But I didn't tell him that. I'm like, I'm Could Brady's still early. Look. What do you mean? Maybe he doesn't wake up that early anymore, too. Well, he's running the. You know, the arm at the parking garage. I think my guess is he went into, he, like, he hit a deep spiral, you know. Yeah, and then hit to be like, I got to make some changes. And one of the things he changed out was you, Brady, no more you. <laughs> Me, that makes sense. You couldn't even keep him around. But no, he got rid of all the music. He got rid of uh, this tasteless show. I liked it. You don't have to tell me that, though. Kind of lived with me for a few minutes. Yeah, I can't associate with that kind of stuff. You're garbage. Oh, thanks. Got my ticket now? Well, thank you for your time we had together. <laughs> yeah, that I was forced to have with you because the arm of the parking garage thing is down. Otherwise, I could have just driven right through. It was fun. But I laughed. I laughed at that because I'm like, wow, how bad did things get that you got to abandon a morning show? Can't be around it. I got to listen to something else. I'm doing a lot of bad stuff. Hopefully that's not true of all of you. Uh, it is uh, time for the Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters and Bud Light. The championship game is on tonight. Uh, a strange one, too. Great finish on Saturday afternoon that I only watched the last minute and a half of. Didn't care at all about UConn and Florida Atlantic. <laughs> Garbage. Uh, college. I don't want to watch somebody's kids playing ball. So, But that San Diego State thing got interesting for that last minute. So they're in it. And they're playing UConn. Can they win it all? Find out tonight at Hooters. Uh, check out the game with the Hooters girls and some great drinks and wing specials. 
Uh, they got it on for you. No charge to get in. You just watch the game and enjoy it. That'll be fun. Turn Hooters into a big, probably San Diego State Bar, I'm guessing, although maybe the UConn fans come rolling up. But I would assume the crowd's going to be SDSU Aztec friendly. They can't shoot the ball a lick. They're average at best on offense, but man, defensively, that team is one of the best I've ever watched. I watched two games and then that last two minutes of the game on Saturday. I'm like, this team is consistently up the other team's ass. They are always playing defense. It's impressive. Is Wintermeyer even coming in today? I know his son goes to San Diego State, so. I think he's been early, so he's probably going to bounce early. Yeah, wearing all the gear and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an Aztec guy now. So that'll be fun. Go to Hooters and enjoy that. In the meantime, Brady reported. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi, Brady. Can't listen anymore. Got to straighten my life out. Happy National Inspiring Joy Day. Uh-huh. John. That's me. What you did. It's what I did. It's what you did. Thank you. That helps. Well, the first time, it Toledo. Imagine that. what you did. Toledo's the one that helps me feel better about my... Hi, Richard. Garbage. <laughs> I spread joy. It's also don't go to work unless it's fun day. Well, you just turned around half the valley. Wow, yeah. More than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a couple of basic uh, fun facts. That was bad. Yeah, just uh, immediately. <laughs> we'll be- ah, everybody on the freeway just made a U-turn. Uh, what the hell just... Ah, we're dying. Helicopter shut off. <laughs> Some historians believe April Fool's traditions began in France, although no one knows for sure. In France... April 1st is called Poison de Avril, which translate to April Fish. French kids would fool their friends by taping a paper fish to their friends' backs. When the fool discovers it, the prankster yells, Poison de Avril. That's close, probably. (laughs) Michael was either the most popular name for boys in America... Or the second most popular from 1954 to 2008. It was one or two. Yep. Oh, it was like the Patriots. It was the, it was the goat of names. Ugh. And now? Chasen, Brayson, Layson, Grayson, Hayden. Noah. Noah. Noah's a big one. Chasen, Bladen, Tayden. Julian. Zayden. All I know is Dens. Everybody's got a something Den. Titan, we had a Titan. Mm-hmm. I just remembered. Yeah, we had a Titan. Hmm. Not not with a T, with a D. Tight, not Titan. Yeah. Titan. Titan. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Braden. This is brother Braden. Hayden. Caden. <laughs> all of them. Bladen and Titan. Pendulet <laughs> of Penn and Teller has a patent for a hot tub with jets tr- strategically placed to stimulate the ladies' underwear and underwater. Not their underwear, but stimulate what's in their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's never been manufactured. <laughs> you can't really stimulate a woman's underwear. I like that explanation. <laughs> I don't like to say that kind of stuff. There's a guy who quit our show because of that. It's never been manufactured, but he has the prototype in his house. It's just a big lean on this machine. That's how jets from, yeah. Yeah, that's how they all are. <laughs> That's a little fun. for a pair of stimulating yeah. underwear? And I'd rather just find those stimulating panties Brady's yeah. talking about. The uh, Coca-Cola plant in Mayfield, or Maywood, New Jersey, produces $2 billion worth of cocaine annually, thanks to the special deal with the DEA. Hmm. This plant has been manufacturing 
Coke for a uh, hundred years because Coca-Cola originally had a little in there. Still used the cocoa leaves, but now part of the deal is is they are the biggest opioid manufacturer. They sell about two Legal. billion dollars worth. Yes, right. They um, basically produce it for dentists. Yeah, ear, nose, throat, numbing guys. agents. Yeah. I had some put in my nostrils once for a throat scan. And they, uh, he's like, do you do drug tests at work? And I'm like, no. And he goes, eh, I would give you a piece of paper if you did because they had to line this whole thing with cocaine. The like the, the numbing cocaine. It's liquid. And they put it all over in my nostrils and then jammed this thing in my throat. And I had it in my throat, too. I, did, I think I had to drink it or he swabbed it on. They put this camera down my nose. Feel anything? My, uh, it just, it's like being numb. Yeah. It's, it, you feel something, but it doesn't hurt or anything. That's weird. The firm is the only business in the U.S. authorized to import cocoa leaves and produce cocaine. Hmm. Works under a special license oh. granted. Coca leaves. Cocoa leaves are chocolate. For yeah, chocolate. Coca. Coca. Yeah. <laughs> know where his mind's at. Chocolate cocaine. <laughs> they also make the milk for cocoa puffs. <laughs> it was claimed that the, in the 1980s that the plant could receive more than 500 metric tons of leaves in a single year. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot, I assume. Here's some highlights from the uh, April Fool's Day over the weekend. A lot of businesses try to do stuff to dupe people. Um, Tinder claimed they were banning photos of singles holding fish. What? Making Tinder the first dating app in history to be fish free. No. <laughs> Maybe showing me your fish means something on Tinder we don't know about. That That's a thing on Tinder? I guess so. You would hold Part of their fish? profiles. Well, the guy. Like I guess in the South that's a thing. But are, are even Southern women are impressed by a good fisherman? <laughs> He's a good fisherman. Okay. Australians are with that one. Well, that one lady. You know the one. There's some, I'm not saying that it's zero sum. I'm assuming there's some ladies who love a good fish party. <laughs> I didn't like him until I saw the stringer. He had eight bass on it. You, you can't pass that up. That's a good fisherman. He's strong. Right, my mom always said, find your man who can get himself a stringer full of bass. Stouffer's announced that they'd be now calling their chicken enchiladas ladas. In an attempt to attract more Gen Z customers. And the brand itself was going to be called Stoves. Because they hate saying full words. Yeah. Subaru said they were entering the granola business with the Subaru Forager granola. Described as the closest thing you'll find to eating compost for breakfast. Subaru should be the one doing this. Every, every interior of a Subaru smells like a fish. Panera like Bread tried to... Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, going to give away a Subaru full of granola. Oh, surprise. Panera Bread tried to convince people they were releasing a Bread Bowl hot tub that you could win. And people... You, you can't buy uh, bad seatmate plane insurance. That was out there. You can't buy a car... Seat cover laced with ca- caffeine. Oh, they thought that was real. Some people some might have thought products, that was real. Yeah. Boy, you got to be pretty stupid. You can't lick a package of frozen broccoli florets to taste before you buy. 
That was somewhere. Yeah, it just amazes me. People are so yeah, they dumb. are. The Eiffel Tower is not installing the world's tallest slide. And yeah. just in case you were fooled by this one, there are no giant squirrels in Zion National Park. Thank God. There's <laughs> <laughs> somebody got in their car and once they found out and started driving there. With three state senators in North Carolina just introduced a bill to ban participation trophies at youth sporting events. Good. That get government funding. Excellent. Winners and losers. Fantastic. What are those? Who are the senators? Uh, Three Republican state senators don't have their names. See, I think this would be a fun test. Like if you did a Little League sign-up and and it was optional like all right do you want a competitive or uh no results one okay do you want a participation league or do you want a league with a championship and places and we judge them by record and success and failure how many parents would sign up for the participation trophy um, i bet you it's low you get a few of those you know moms i wonder just, I, I almost guarantee you that most parents would be like no my kids playing ball He's gonna. There's gonna be you winners. Go back and losers. to your old standby. The single mothers would put him in the uh, in the participation trophy league all day long. I don't know. I don't think single they mothers would. are that. Yeah, it's less hassle. It's because less they're going to get. A, they're going to get a trophy, and they're protected when they're younger. When they're older, when they're little league age, maybe they want to be competitive. But when they're younger, they'll yeah, put them in that league like all under day long, five all day long. Not that under it's right, five. but it, who cares? I'm just, yeah. It, I, like five-year-olds playing sports. I don't know how old they. Anyway. How old does it go when you get a participation? I know you don't get them in high Alex's school. Alex's first. Well, they did it for a while. The first league Alex was in was uh, right before you. The summer before you went into kindergarten. Yeah. The sport leagues yeah. started until you were like eleven. They started doing just participation. Mainly, it was like elementary school stuff and things like that. They didn't have places and everything like. And then, but it didn't really matter if they had places or not. If you played, you got a trophy. If it was a track meet, you got participation. I never wanted that. Like, no. If you didn't win, don't give me a ribbon for fifth place. I was the, I was a big time loser in track stuff. But in elementary school, they'd make you run track and do things, and they give you a ribbon at the end. I'm like, I just showed up. You guys, you'll like this, Brett, John. Um. Toledo, maybe not because I don't. You haven't done it yet. It's got to be anti kids. <laughs> That's exactly right. This, will right. Help. this, this will Canadian help. doctor became known as the Wayne Gretzky of vasectomies. Doctor Ron Weiss became a living a living legend by, by performing fifty eight thousand seven hundred eighty nine vasectomies in his career. In his career, fifty eight thousand. God's work. That is God's work. Oh. Shooting blanks to the tune of 60,000 patients. I wonder what Dr. Lynn's got to be pushing it. 14 vasectomies before lunch. They take five minutes. Take a little nappy-pappy and back on for the rest of the day. take five minutes. Hey, I have a ham and cheese, wash your hands, get a nap in, roll back out, get another 30 guys out the door. Wobbling a little bit, kind of volumed up too high. Still don't know why you didn't do it, Brady. People online have... No answer. Because <laughs> the Lord gave him those things. And- I might want to have another one when I'm 80. 
Charlie Chaplin did it. <laughs> Tony Randall had one. People online have dubbed this TikTok mom parking lot Karen after she screamed at a random guy in a parking lot. He was 30 feet away and said, excuse me, ma'am. Then she spun around and kept yelling, do not approach me over and over. And he walked off. She gets on TikTok and explains. Why she lost her mind. Yeah, and that all men should know this. Oh, no. She does never it a little bit. Oh, no. And so it's gone viral because people are like, are you yeah. kidding me? Well, TikTok moms. I and mean, right there, there's a problem. She wants to be on TikTok in the first place, and she's older than 12. If you're not a smoke show and you're not, you know, dancing in your early 20s and you're on TikTok. Here, I'll play the audio. You're wasting everybody's time. The video is <laughs> Just a little taste. Lot, and it went fine. And I'm going to tell you why it went fine and how to address it because it was in a book I read. And this is how you're supposed to address it. But it scared me. I'm literally, I'm literally shaking. So this guy, I am a alone with my son by myself a woman and a male approached me in a parking lot he's excuse me miss and i don't know why in the hell he was approaching me or what he was trying to do and before he i mean he was probably 30 feet from me when he said excuse me ma'am and i turned around and i literally yelled at him and i said do not approach me and he like immediately started going in the other direction and I just kept saying it over and over and over. I said, do not approach me. Do not approach me. And he, of course, like, got like, what the F? Like, he started cussing and yelling, like, what, what's your problem? And I, and I looked at him and he started, he actually then crossed a couple cars <laughs> down from my car and he didn't come anywhere near me. He Just crossed a couple hops. cars down from my car Sounds and like continuing to cuss and say, what's your problem? And I said, you do not approach women yeah, in a parking lot. I just kept saying, do yeah, not approach me. Adult. You do not approach women in a parking lot. Right. Like yelling. No male, no male should ever approach a woman in a parking lot. Ever. Should no male should ever. What if you like drop something? Yeah. What if you What if you drop something? Like excuse Only me. Only the females. It's the I end of cordiality. Approach. She's yeah. right to a certain extent, yeah. but you. She's basically saying you can't even be cordial. She's kind of hot. Yeah. That's why I went viral. She yeah. was. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But yeah, getting to now know see a lot of hot girls yeah. is always the worst thing you can do. Well, and for you, she's got a kid. So. Oh, well, well, she's, she's right out. out. Yeah. Yeah. She's got an STD. Yep. Terrible yep. one. It's incurable. <laughs> well, I should we save that one for last? No, you can do it now. Okay. Yeah. This guy wrapped uh, Dr. Seuss. He did uh, oh. two <laughs> books. Jordan Simmons is, is his name. Underwhelmed. Yeah, this fox and socks. <laughs> and Mr. Brown can moo. Can you? Does he get hit by a truck in the middle of this? Yo, one? this is Fox and Socks, written by Dr. Seuss, and I'm gonna rap this book. Fox socks, box knocks, knocks and box and box and socks, knocks on box and socks and box, socks on knocks and knocks and box, box and socks on box on knocks. Chicks with bricks come, chicks with blocks come, chicks with bricks and blocks and cocks. I'm looks or looks or Mr. Knocks or let's do tricks with bricks and blocks. Let's do tricks with chicks and clocks. First I'll make a quick trick, bricks act, then I'll make a quick trick, blocks. You can make a quick trick, bricks act. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Thank you for doing what we were all thinking. Thanks for that, Brady. Get a little taste of that. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the little taste Next of that. Next one is a jaguar going after some monkeys in a tree. All right. <laughs> Nature's metal. Nature's metal thing. Here we right. go. The monkey in the tree comes to the jag. 
And then oh it just falls out of the yeah. tree. Wait. <gasps> the monkeys are flying around. Oh, he got the jagged got snack. one. Is it eating it? That's how fast we're at the that's what Brady liked most. You are about everything <laughs> I never want to be with your free time. Uh, come on. That's awesome. No. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Just dumb. Come on. Nature is metal. Next one's a, a car kebab. <laughs> All right. Now we're cooking. Here we uh, go. You know, it was everything on a stick day last week. Yeah. Is a car on a stick. There's a car driving along here. The camera's on the front dash. He's behind a a truck that's carrying like a giant. Oh, Jesus. It, oh, my God. That's a bigger pole than I thought. Man. And it's, yeah, that guy went right through the windshield and right across the front of that car. And for some reason, the car's on fire now. Right. And it went through the windshield. What did it hit inside? I can only imagine. That they makes were... the car burst into flames by. Scrape the engine or something, bro? Uh, yeah, what could that be? Oh, it went it hit the engine. First. I guess it man, that what pole is that thing holding? Holy crap. So that's dead people there. I don't know. I think he got out at the end. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. What the All right. Yeah, I came across this. I just wanted to show that well, I thought, you know, there's some you filters. Searching? There's some filters going on here. This is I what think. happens on your fish search? I'm like this. Yeah. It's good makeup. Brady had a lonely weekend. <laughs> this is the visual we'll put on Facebook that <laughs> And you guys call my videos bad. No, this, this is, is the, I'd rather watch people getting killed by yeah. what you show us. <laughs> is it makeup or is that person's fake? No, lip? that's uh, pumped up. Pumped up kicks there, John. Because her nose is Michael Jackson missing. It is. Was this Transvengeance Day? Am I looking at <laughs> Maybe it was. Yeah, celebration. It really came they out. Win. Uh, yeah, there's an Adam's apple on that. Oh, yeah, that's definitely not a woman. You can tell by the hands. Next one's a kid on a zip line. Oh my God! What am I looking at there? <laughs> That's why you know I had why to share it. Why is it hot? I, I want that. Thank you. Why is it hot? I want to look down at that thing working on it. Come on, man! <laughs> I want to pop those balloons. <laughs> kid right. on a zip line, coming in hot. All right, here we go. Hopefully, gets this hurt. Is, this is good. Oh, he's flying. It's low, too. Oh! <laughs> Going 100 miles nice landing. Right oh, into the pole. He does nice landing. One, two flips backwards and lands on his, where his spine used to be functional. Oh, man. What was the goal of this zipline? To smash kids into a pole? No the, break. The brakes weren't no, working. Well, it, no break on that. It ends at the pole. Yeah. There's not even like a bail-off point when you realize this is over. You're, just, you're going into the pole. Holy cow. I wasn't sure if we've done this one before, but it's it's a truckload of people. They're riding on top of a truck. Oh, yeah. Not this first one going by. The amazing so, Middle East. Yeah. We can't have kids in the back of an F-150, but they can ride on top of, in multiples on top right, of a here, car. Here comes this one up the road, coming in hot. Nary an incident, an incident with people riding on tops of trucks. He's going to swerve around the car. Oh, he's making the other a, side. aggressive moves. It's a Toyota... Oh, and just floored it. Gasses it. <laughs> it and too much hot. It's too oh, tough. And look at all the people oh, falling man. out of it. Yard sale. It's rare. I'll tell you that. The one guy gets up and yeah, just well, takes it. That was his stop, I think. He's wanted go. by Interpol, there's no doubt. You don't ride on top of a car unless Interpol's looking for you. <laughs> Interpol. <laughs> you don't.
You can get a ride. That's getting away. If you're on top of a car, it's an escape. <laughs> Next one's a little parking lot rage. This guy's upset at the guy in the car. You've made every one. video play school today. They're all little somethings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little parking lot rage. A little parking lot. Oh, oh shit. Oh, careful. Yeah, there's cussing. Because yeah. right. they're all filming and watching this guy. He, he picks up a little club and he starts breaking windows on the guy's <laughs> a car. Club. A little club. <laughs> Yeah, just a guy who got bumped by a car in a parking lot, and he started He's to beat up the car. Out two windows so far. Yeah, keeps coming. Oh, there's the third one. Fat guy beating up a car. Oh, he gets oh, hit again. Gets nice. up, springs out of there, and, and they hit him a third time. Oh, straight Oh, look oh. at all the blood on his back. It tossed him across the lot. He deserves it too. That's some. You know what? A person inside that car felt threatened. Holy cow! Oh yeah, hundred percent. This guy's an idiot. He's just banging the tar out of the car. It's like his daughter or something there with him. Or, I don't know. Oh, that dropped him like a bad habit, that first hit. And he gets in front of a moving car. Two of them. Gets tossed. Oh, that is some road rash. His ass and then fat guy pants falling down yeah, thing happens. That's the worst part of it. Fat guy pants falling down is my favorite. I watched a fat guy try to get up at the Suns game the other day. His pants don't want to be on. Like, every time he sat down, they were pulled up. And for some reason, with little movement or anything else, his next time standing up, they were down past his hole. A little movement. Like, it was like all he did was sit there, and then he went to get up again, and his, all of them came off. You'd think pants would stay on a big guy more. They fall off of him every time. All sorts of crack. All right, knock us out, Brett. Uh, I'll combine tomorrow's because we're a little light today. Okay. Yeah, we're right. a little light right, today, good. so I'll, I'll come back with a vengeance All tomorrow. Right. And Brady gave us a guy skidding across yeah, the Yeah, which was good. Pretty good. Nature's Metal, the rapping Dr. Seuss. Who eh, started off slow? Parking lot Karen. Gotta warm you up. Parking lot Karen. I don't need that I much, I don't need that much up, foreplay. No. I'm getting a little bit. <laughs> a little stick tired. It, stick it in, man. <laughs> we got to get to sleep. I got to wake up early. Uh, there you go. That is your Brady Report. It's 98. It's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Already, because we're late, that's my fault. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll have to, you can get the uh, Guadalupe replay with the Sklar Brothers uh, online. You can get it on our podcast and stuff. You can't get it this morning. It's going to be too long. We'll be too late. I got to get it together, Brady. Way behind. Plus, they were a blast. They were awesome. They're fun. And then uh, uh, I didn't get to go to their shows this weekend because, you know, Savannah Bananas. But uh, they said it went well and everything else. I talked to Randy this weekend and huge. Good weekend for the boys. Uh, you can watch, you can check it on our podcast, wherever you get podcasts. I don't know how it works. Um, and then I get uh, emails from people asking me oh, I mean, all this stuff about the, the Easter keg. Everybody asking, like, can we do this? Can we do that? Uh, the Easter keg is basically. Uh, our kegs. I'm getting emails saying, where do I buy the kegs? What do I, how do I bring a keg to you? I'm like, no, 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 no. People, as many years as we've done this, you don't just go get a keg and then bring it to us. It's all the new KSLX listeners that, that might are just a, coming over. That's why we're getting these questions. A new wave. Yes. Drop a keg off with you and then you're going to give me five grand as I understand it. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Uh, it is uh, basically, a, you know, Easter egg contest, Easter keg. See there? You get that? And we hide them all over the valley. And when I say that, I mean they're out there. They're real kegs. They're empty, and they're real kegs. And all you have to do is find one 
and help out. Uh, Four Peaks Brewing, Action Ride Shop, Mavericks, they're all helping us out. 17th time we've done this. Eh, save for a year because we had that COVID issue. Uh, but we've got them. 98 kegs are out there. One of them is worth $5,000. Uh, each keg gets you $70 in Mavericks play cards because we're going to make you go to Mavericks that night to drop the keg off. You get a, a nice little mini keg trophy to say, hey, I found a keg, a championship keg. Ten random kegs are going to be uh, worth an additional $500. So uh, ten of the kegs that you find, 500 bucks plus all the stuff you get when you walk in the door, and that's courtesy of our friends at Action Ride Shop. And then one big one is 5000 That one can also be worth an extra 500 So somebody might win 5500 bucks. Let's say somebody finds three kegs. One of them's worth five grand, and all three of them are worth five hundred. My God, that's a big day. Uh, anyway, five hundred in your right, pocket, right there for you. Uh, it's beautiful. So you can go over there to Mavericks Friday night, six to nine o'clock, on uh, Talking Stick Way in Scottsdale, and uh, help us out. But that's how it works. And you drive around and you look. We'll give you clues all all day Friday morning, and you'll figure it out from there. And then you're running all over the city, being goofy. You pick up a keg. It give you instructions right there on it. We don't want your keg. We don't want kegs that don't have a tag on them. If you find a keg and it doesn't have a KUPD tag on it, and you'll know when you see it. It's a big laminated 8 by 11 piece of paper. Uh, then it's not one of ours. It's not an official keg. So, yeah, so don't go behind the bar and start stealing right. kegs. It's not about I found a keg here. You can have it. It's about I found your keg. And they'll all be out there. So, Are the Ash and Ride Shop guys uh, hiding them this year too? I don't know that they're allowed. They anymore. were crazy with theirs. <laughs> I don't think they can do it anymore. We have uh, the Action Ride Shop guys took baby strollers, tied them to their bikes, and went out into and they went to Sedona that one time. Yeah, and buried it yeah. like on a trail. <laughs> it was like on Broken Arrow, and then people are driving all the way to Sedona to pick up the keg. Can't do that. We're not doing that again. I don't know if Josh and the boys are allowed to do it. <laughs> they get too crazy. Drew is Drew stepping in. I don't know if Drew's in on it this year. Drew's our four wheel drive superstar, and we I that was the most fun I've ever had. Is two days prior to the Easter keg hunt, me and Drew and Trip went out in jeeps way out on Table Mesa Road, and we quite literally buried kegs, shovels, everything. All we did was leave the uh, placard out. All you could see driving along the four wheel drive trail off in the corner was the the piece of paper hanging out of the ground. Within an hour or two of us doing that, somebody found one. That was on a Thursday. It wasn't, the contest hadn't started yet. And like We found it. I'm like, I don't believe it. Well, they were out there four-wheeling. We know about the thing. We didn't know you guys did it. So they just stopped right on the trail to have a drink or whatever and then looked over and saw the piece of paper sticking out. Somebody checked it out. And it was one of our kids. Holy. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. So we realized we had to even get tougher. And so Drew went out to some four-wheel drive spots that were... He did a trail maps thing one day when he has covered the ground all the way from, like, Sunflower over to Table Mesa. And I don't think he saw pavement the entire time. I don't even know how he found his way over there, but it was a crazy route. And he hid kegs along there. It's it's a blast. We've gone crazy. The first year, we just put them outside hoping people would find them. They found them in, like, 20 minutes. Now we actually, like, hide them. Like, they are hidden. And, uh, you know, some of them, some of the salespeople are kind of lazy don't really participate well, and they'll put one, you know, on top of a, you know, a bus a, bench, you know, something yeah, like in front that. of Starbucks yeah, when they're picking yeah, up their latte. Yeah, in the they're morning. just lazy. They go yeah. by the Dunkin' Donuts. Brady used to do it. He got in trouble for it, and he used to I just, just had him time. They'd roll off the back of my truck, yeah. and Thomas Wells <laughs> picked up all of them. A new Brady's route. 
So I know he stopped at McDonald's for burrito. I know he stopped off at the Dunkin' Donuts for the berry beverages. And then he got a Starbucks milkshake, and he found three just following Brady. I knew Brady's route, and Brady was just putting them right outside the stores he went to. That was early on when we weren't sure. But, uh, yeah, now we got to go. Because we had the fear of people not turning him in. Right, and, boy, you turn him in. I I think we've lost four kegs over the 20 years we've done this. So the Easter keg hunt is Friday. We're very excited about it. Thanks to our friends. At Four Peaks, Action Ride Shop, and Mavericks, uh, they help us out with this thing, and that's going to be great. We go, we started at 6 a.m., and we go until the last keg is found. And usually that's about 8, 30, 9 o'clock when we're all just yeah, tapped you get about out. a solid two and a half hours to yeah. find it. Well, you've got more than that. We start yeah. at right. 6. People are out looking at 4. We start getting phone calls because we hide them in the middle of the night. And it uh, it is the most fun thing in the world to do is go out and drive around hiding those things. I hid one over here at Papago when I had my shoulder surgery. And I had to chuck that thing with one arm. I thought I was going to rip my arm out of its socket. And I just listened to it roll all the way down the hill. And I'm like, great one. 6.15. I found it about 15 minutes after you hit it. I saw your car coming out of that road. <laughs> God damn it. Almost almost broke a surgery for you. But he got it. Didn't win the five grand. Mine, I have yet to give away the 5,000. None of my hidden kegs have ever won the big prize. So Mine was three years ago. Yeah, you ago. got that one. You've never That's had it. one. I know. Uh-uh. It's almost always like a salesperson or one of the promo kits. I don't think Toledo's had one either. I don't think any of our kegs have ever been the big one. But maybe this year's the difference. Uh, five grand going in somebody's hand. That's pretty great. And it's a blast, too. I wish, I could, I wish one year I could just go out hunting. That'd be great. But we'll find out if uh, you're the one on Friday night at Maverick. So thank you in advance to everybody. Stay safe in advance to everybody. And uh, maybe you'll be the one with $5,000 uh, in your Easter egg this year. We got What Would Brady Do coming up next. It's 98. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Time for Brady to fix your world. What would Brady do? Hmm? You got a little taste of what Brady would do earlier this morning when he tried to him and haul a little bit about the fake autograph that I signed for a little kid's birthday party. Again, the emails from the said party all going well. The mom said the kid was none the wiser. She won the best birthday present of the party. And it's a forged signature. Who would know? Terrible things happening in the world, and I'm part of them. Brett, you made the most sense to me. <laughs> it's true. You know what? Sometimes you're going to find out you got rooked. You got to deal with adversity. Brady simply said in a way to try to help, would you do it again? And of course I said, of course I would. It was a great fun, but I do feel a little bit guilty about it. Well, there's your answer then. I still don't know what it means. Not guilty enough. I guess. Life's full of disappointments. That's right. Get ready. Suck it up, son. Anyway, what are you going to do? It is uh, What Would Brady Do is brought to you by our friends at Mo Muddy Pawn and MMP Guns. Email from a guy who said, hey, can I get that uh, AR-15 class information? Well, you sure can. All you got to do is go to MoMoneyPawn.com. I'm sure MMP Guns is listed on there. Click on that thing. See if you can find out how you can get your uh, AR-15 built. It saves you a ton of money. You learn a ton about the gun. 
And you learn from the best in the business. These guys are certified in every direction you could be certified, and they help you build that thing. And that's more fun than everybody who's got one of those that's done that says it's the best thing they've ever done. It's more, uh, yeah. You did it, and you oh, said yeah. it was great. It was amazing. I mean, yeah. I already had I already had an AR, but I I didn't know as much as I learned in this class, and now, now I have another AR. Yeah. But it's great. You learn how to maintain it. You know, yeah. you build it from basically a box of parts. The and ground they walk up. you through the step. Yep. Yeah. And they make sure you're getting it right. It's Absolutely. all done perfectly. How much do you save? Do you think? Depends on the parts you buy and yeah. stuff. But I mean, you're definitely you're definitely saving some you're definitely saving some cash because again, you're buying a box of parts and yeah. putting it together. There's no assembly, yeah. you know. There's that not assembled for, for. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. You're the labor. Yeah. Yep. Seems great. All right, let's go. Uh, I'll try this one here. This is an interesting question. I want Brady to be the answer to this. I have Snapchat to communicate with my kids. Today I noticed there's a Kanye filter. If I use that, is it called digital blackface? I also have dressed up as Rastaman before, before on Halloween. I can't be a politician for sure, but I want your take before it bites me in the ass. Is it okay for white men to use the new Kanye filter on Instagram? <laughs> on Snapchat, I'm sorry. And he sends me a black guy thumbs up emoji in the middle of this thing, too. <laughs> Jason, I think it's okay because mm-hmm. that filter is uh, set up for everyone. It doesn't say only certain people can use this. It doesn't say that on uh, shoe polish or brown makeup either. Oh, good point. It uh, because that's not what that's used for. Sure, it is. It's used for makeup. Shoe polish is not used for. Right, but it is for I've everybody. Silver streak, but it doesn't say only to be used on shoes either. Unless you find another, I don't know what else you could use shoe polish on, maybe. But anyway, the point is, the app is com- that's different. That's completely different. All right. That app is, no matter who it is, I mean, if that celebrity is that app, yeah. everyone should be able to use it. I agree with that. However, would you do it if you knew it was a work phone or to a work uh, co-worker? He's talking about not with- us. I know, but I'm just with saying. His kids. Well, in, you have it like in if the you have co-worker a co-worker side of it. I mean, if in fact this digital blackface thing yeah. is going to be incorporated, here's my rule: Would I send it to a black person? Yeah, you would. Sure. You don't know him very well, and you still fire off um, a, that I don't know very saying. well, like yeah. my friends. Well, right. would you send yeah. it to Winston? Uh, I would probably not. No, no. Well, it depends on it's what I'm doing with it. If you're yeah. responding like Kanye, I don't like doing the the. I don't really do those things anyway because I always feel like I'm getting them wrong. Right. So I don't have a lot of confidence behind why I would do the Kanye thing to anybody. So if I did it to you, ask me what I send it to Winston. That would be. It's so rare for me to send those out anyway. I would be doing that to show Winston. Like I don't know. It would be too. It would be, it would be a, a black joke thing more than anything. You know? Yeah, but it would almost be because of black white. So I probably wouldn't do it because that's the only joke. You know, I like there to be something behind it other than just look black, look white. Yeah. You know, so would I, that's so my rule. Would I, yeah. would I, would I send this to someone who I'm kind of acquaintances with if they're a person of color? I would, um, I would say to, to, to that particular question, no. Yeah. Everything makes me nervous now when yeah. it comes to the internet and it comes to, that's why I don't have social media. Because I would do stuff like that, thinking, ah, this is fun. And the next thing you know, Winston gets mad at me and goes, you know, we used to do this. And not that Winston would do that, but why not? 
And that guy's a dick. This is what he sent me. And I'm like, oh, geez, we got into a little argument over something. The next thing you know, he's got receipts of me doing stuff that he can spin. I always think of that, and I don't know why. Like, what, how can this get me from in a couple of years? That's why I'm glad I've never had social media. Five, six years ago, the Kanye emoji comes out. I goof with it, do the voice, whatever. I, when, when they used to do the face swap thing, my favorite one to do was Barack. It fit right on my face perfectly. Yeah. And it was hilarious because it was this, it was bald Barack. It looked hilarious. If I'd have put that up on the internet or whatever else, it'd be like, oh, look at him now. But it used to be an impression. And then it was like, but that's technically the digital blackface that people lose their minds over. And I don't think it's wrong, but I'm not doing it just in case. <laughs> Kanye emoji, pretty hilarious. But you better be doing something funny with it rather than just the face you know there has to be some substance under the funny rather than just look i have a black guy sending face. it to your jewish friend <laughs> send Kanye. i like you yeah, right right I now, I now like you now if it's in and amongst your friends and family who you know can't get you yeah and it's just texting and stuff that's what'd you send to larry uh kanye for no reason at all yeah no okay just look that's you're, just that's well, like saying he's Jew. Like it's like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like Larry, you're me. a good guy, <laughs> right? I talked to this dude. Even then, that's not substantive enough. Substantive yeah. enough. There has to be something funny tied back to Kanye that would make Larry uncomfortable. The joke happens, and then the Kanye face goes like, "Oh, geez, he's gone too far." And that's and you know what the funny thing about that is? It's only because of the digital blackface thing that's come up in the last few weeks that I'd be nervous about that. Because we've made jokes with, you know, the Hitler mustache or whatever over the years. And, I, you know, that wouldn't be a thing. I'm like, ah, you get it. But when it starts getting to be like what everybody's nervous about today, when it's, they made up digital blackface in the last two weeks, and now it's like common talk. It wasn't a thing last month. No. And now it's a thing that people are like, well, it could be... It's just looking to get you. Like I always say, it's a viper in your pocket, that Instagram. All those social media things are just waiting to bite you someday. You think what you're doing today is funny in five years from now. It's like, you know, we just invented something called digital blackface. Let's go through your history. A lady got fired for saying shizzle my nizzle on the news the other day. I've talked to several people who learned from that firing that nizzle is bad. It's gibberish. But I didn't know that's what it meant. I'm like, of course you didn't. It was kind of dopey fun. You're not supposed to. You're, yeah, it's just kind of goofing around silliness. Shizzle my nizzle is actually just word. That's no words actually apply there. You know what it means. Well, right. So eventually it all gets you. So you would do it. You have no issue with the Kanye with the blackface. Uh, I wouldn't do it if I didn't know the person. Right. But if you did, that, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I get stuff sent from friends that are, I mean, most of the time it's out of humor. Right. The darkness, pardon the pun, has to be in and amongst trusted groups. <laughs> yeah. Right. But therein lies what the rub that you're talking about. Right. You never know Something when that guy's going to spin. Yep. 
Well, it's like you got those you got those chat groups that you can get involved with, and yeah. then like you know you'll you'll send out some pretty racy stuff. But then if there's a number in that chat group you don't recognize, like you I don't, don't even do it. answer it. Yeah, don't I'm answer. Gonna, yeah. It's all yep. good. That's a if I don't if it's not in my contacts, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're not playing fun yep, games. Same with me. This group. I don't know who that is. I go pure digital blackface on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Let's start off by seeing who's offended by this. And it's just a picture of Brady in just blackface. Testing the waters. <laughs> he, it. he just goes puts the makeup on. I'm not. I've never thought blackface was funny. Like I never yeah. thought. So it's never been like a joke I'll run to. So I and I, again, I'm always like concerned over. But know, it, an you Al know, Jolson thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. no, I never. I ever thought Al Jolson was was weird. I thought that was a weird thing. It made me laugh. I'll admit that. But I never. But I never saw it in, as in the day, horrible. like in the '90s, or you know, then when people were doing an impression of somebody. You know how many, uh, whether it's comedians or whatever, were doing that. Yeah, we're putting out. Oh, I want to. I'm going to look more like that celebrity. Yeah, it's been retroactive to the point of Jimmy Fallon in the '90s getting it. So the only person that's gotten away with it is Jimmy Kimmel. Like he's yeah. never been in trouble for it, and I don't believe he should be. But uh, Tyus just sent me a picture of himself as Kanye with the thing in it. You look a little bit like Nate, the coach from uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's more just Native American. <laughs> Looks like you fell asleep out in the sun on half of your face. Okay, that's funny. And it's pretty accurate. That is. Looks like the dude from 60 Minutes kind of. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, I forgot his name, but you're right. <laughs> it's not quite blackface, but does <laughs> does Jamie Kennedy get in trouble for Malibu's Most Wanted? Uh, or does he just get a pass I with think that he was kind of making fun of the idea. I, I know, was, but yeah. he, that's he, what I'm saying. He was maybe. making fun of it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he'd have to be more famous. Like Jamie <laughs> Kennedy would have to do something huge to go, oh, really? The guy from Elvis Most Wanted? People are after everything. The fact digital blackface got invented last week and a half ago is enough for me to just go, ah, it's not worth it. And that's my big thing. Is, it, is the laugh bigger than that? Yeah, I've not, not been a big emoji or face guy anyway, but maybe. Maybe with you guys, you went I do through, something. Yeah, yeah, you went through a cycle where, uh, you know, it wasn't digital blackface, but, you know, filtering. Oh, the fil- uh, well, I started to carve yeah. myself up on filtering. Yeah. It's, and it's, uh, yeah, I did plastic surgery on John through filters. Never black. No. I would darken my skin a touch, and then I would do what all women do. It's just put these weird filters on to make them look like they're... And it got hilarious. Like I, I did would it just, to my brother. Oh, I took pictures I said, of your a picture brother. Of as a child, I filtered him into the weirdest. I, I just tried to make I people look like bad plastic surgery. That to me is hilarious. And someday that'll probably be like you're making fun of people with plastic surgery. I don't know. It's just so sensitive. It's the computer. The sensitivity thing is crazy. I don't know. So, with your kids, if you feel like doing it, I guess you should. They can't get in trouble, right? Well, oh, but then uh, then it comes well, down to, though. That's a good point. The, Brett's, Brett's the, nervous with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, and the argument there, what are you teaching your kids then? Are you Is that is that being uh, racist? The, well, like, you well, know, it's okay I that. I don't uh, know. Like, what are you teaching? I mean, because that's, that's the part, like that's the point that I think um, is being made that even though you think it's funny, right. but you're really saying. I don't know. Is that a racist thing? I don't know. 
So I just, and there's the, there's where we are. Like, I don't know. So if I don't know, I'm not playing that game. There are no rules anymore. They right. just make they, them they up as they go. The goalposts yeah. keep moving. Yeah. Digital blackface is two weeks old. So then let's take it off the table. And just say don't, don't do it. it. Yeah. yeah, I would say don't do it. This guy says uh, it's apparently racist for you to do it. But would it be racist for a black person to send you a mime? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No, that would be a riot. I would I would pay to watch a troop of, of black mimes. It's the only time a mime's ever been hilarious. No, it would be yeah. great. I want to see some Frenchman dressed up as an albino dancing around. I want that to be different. I don't know. It doesn't, it, nothing makes sense to me anymore. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't send it to like Brett says. If the number you don't know is on yeah. the chat list, just no jokes. And and so knowing that, I mean, if you were doing that to your son, you think, oh, this is between my son and I. No, yeah. then he has then friends. He's going to send it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're just a can of worms. Don't do it, uh, dear Brady. My friend's wife is the worst person alive. I hate her uh, so bad. Uh, but I do want to hang with my boy. I've known him for 25 years. Except for every time we hang out, he's always talking to me about doing couple stuff or getting the families together. Uh, she's just miserable. She's a know-it-all interrupter. You know the type. Big, fat-ass, freak, ugly lady. <laughs> I can't wait until he tells me they're divorcing. Every time he starts to tell me they're having trouble, I get excited. And then they worked it out. She's still around. I hate the wife. I don't like two of their three kids. But I really like my friend. Uh, I tell him, Do I tell him this or I just keep lying every time he asks me to go do stuff? Uh, sign KR. That's a tough one. I, I I don't know. I mean, I think guys know that sometimes. That I mean, there's there is total different complexion to the or the situation in the relationships. That when you bring the wives in, it can change it up oh, yeah. sometimes, and it could be one wife that changes the whole thing. And um, there's a couple of situations that I have where we're just. You know what? We're better just hanging out with ourselves. We've Ooh, gone out with. Kind of dirty. It did sound kind of dirty. Yeah. We went out with our wives before, and it was just different. Yeah. It wasn't like, especially if at a scenario where the they got caddy on something. But if the dude can keep, if he keeps asking, like, "Hey, we got to get everybody together," you're just you got to tell ducking him. and dodging. I guess you kind of have to say something. It's just not. I mean, it's not worth it for you. I mean, just right. be honest about the situation. And if he doesn't understand... Blame your wife. Oh, my wife, i got to be honest with you. I don't think they get along. It's a bad idea. Guys all know that's that. A, that's a tough one to deliver. Oh. I understand it because it's like, yeah. oh, well, well I'm not crazy disappear. about your wife. Right, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that would never bother me. All right, fine. Uh, Doug Hopkins and I, when we first met, he said something about, like, we should go to dinner. And I'm like, okay. And he said, do you think... They'll get along. Like, it's a guy thing. Like, we don't know. <laughs> we don't. just don't know. Yeah. It's like, do you think they'll get along? I'm like, do we want to risk it? And I remember sitting there talking to him, like, do you want to risk it? Because, like, if they if they hate each other, you and I have to kind of pull back a little bit. And I'm having fun with you. Luckily, everybody got along just fine. But it was a, like you're wondering, like, is it a risk? My friend Mark, who I've been best friends with for years, asked me to go on that boat thing a while ago. And I said, who's going? He goes, oh, it'll be me and you, uh, uh, the wives. And then uh, this is seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And then uh, another couple that we know. And then he was bringing some neighbors along. And I'm like, nope. Why? Uh, four girls, one boat, 
10 days, you're trapped on the boat, there's going to be a fight the first day. I guarantee it. Bikinis. Uh, one of them's, you know, everybody's a mom. Two aren't a mom's. One's, uh, no. One's going to see flaunting. What, what happened? Within an hour of being on that boat, first two drinks, we didn't go. They plugged in two new people. One of the wives said, you know, you've never liked me and I know it. Within an hour. <laughs> Confrontation. People hiding in their cabins the whole 10 days. Chicks can't get along. You can't get girls. Again, I brought it up this morning. I'll bring it up again. There's no such show as Real House Husbands of Beverly Hills. They just go about their business. The housewives, that's entertainment. Seven in a room at a dinner party. Oh, yeah. somebody's, somebody's throwing blows. Somebody's going to say something horrible. I think they like that element to it. It's oh, got to be in that group. Absolutely. That's why guys that's why can't. they keep doing stuff together. Guys can't watch the Real Housewives show. Because it's like, this is ridiculous. All these problems are so easily solved. Women love it because they can relate to it somehow. Like, even watching the show, women watch The Real Housewives and pick the one they'd hate, too. Oh, I hate her. Like, it's easy for them to not like other women. <laughs> They'll get a fight over that. Oh, yeah. Just look at the WNBA. Uh, women hate that. They don't support each other, ever. These movements for feminism and things like that... Remember Elizabeth Banks made that Charlie's Angels movie and blamed men for not going to the theater, and then somebody just pointed out immediately in the things, like, no, women went either. Well, that's because men control what movies uh, people go to. I'm like, they do? No. I never went and seen The Notebook. No, it's not happening. Maybe you just made a cruddy movie and you tried to blame it on women. They're doing that now with uh, college basketball, saying that it's... There's racism, and that's why it's not... People don't like it, they're bigoted against women, and then now race, and... Like, oh, you're baiting. If you don't like a guy's wife and they keep asking us, we're not going anywhere with you. But always blame your wife. My wife hates your wife. I like her. I think she's great. But you know how women are. It's like, uh, it's tough um, as far as to have when you're going out with another couple and it's like you're going to your... uh, certain ways a company christmas party where you're friends with all those people and you're bringing your other potential troublemaker but i don't know any of these people it's like bringing your dog to a dog park you just hope another dog isn't bitey because you know yours is (laughs) it's probably going to be a big fight but i think if most people if you can get along with sure most people sometimes that can work itself out sure yeah if, if a guy hates It's a pleasant wife. surprise when yeah. you go out oh, with someone yeah. and say, oh, do you think they'll get along? And you go out to dinner yeah. like, well, you know that was what? The thing they got along. With Joy and uh, Megan and Doug and I, it was like, ah, they, they liked each other. This is great. It's like introducing a puppy to your dogs. Yeah. Like, oh, we can have them over. Uh, dear Brady, on Thursday of this week, I have to fire a guy at my work who's been with our company for 31 years. <laughs> He's the one who trained me. I surpassed him two years ago and am now the boss of the entire business. Not the bigwig, but just locally. He isn't very old either. He's 59. And I know this and the bigwigs don't. He's taken in his grandkids over the past three years because his son has a drug problem. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, He's confiding in me about this and has been for a while. I did not see this coming, but we're doing cutbacks. And my bosses in Tennessee don't know or care. They just say, get rid of these four people. I'm about to devastate this guy. He's the only one I care about of the four I have to get rid of. He's getting one month severance and two weeks vacation. 31 years. Man. Uh, how would you do uh, this? 
at the office, at a bar, uh, at his house. I'm devastated, but these are cutbacks, and they're just brutal. He's one of the four. The other three are young. They'll be fine. Scott. Oh, 31 years. Um, I think Man. the best place to do it is, uh, you know, thinking of all the situations, is in the office just with him. And I, you might have to have someone else in there. We always have to have a witness. Yeah. Um, to do that and to be able to... But do you give him a heads up? It would be hard not to. Yeah. I think... You, oh, that's a good idea. You seem like you got a nice heart on you, Scott. Heart on heart. Uh, got a nice uh, heart. You're, 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 you're a good guy, Scott, is what I'm saying. Uh, tell one of the other employees to give him a heads up. Say, hey, I need you to do me a favor. You got another confidant in there. Just say, hey, I need you to go tell old man over there that... Uh, Cutbacks are coming, and he's on the list. I've seen the list. Well, I think you're on it. Give too late now. Up. Why? Because it's Thursday. Right, but it's Monday. Got, so you, you think that days. three days difference Heck makes yeah. a difference on the heads When I up? got fired at the zone, I found out on Tuesday. I was getting fired on Friday. It was the best thing. I, I would have been blindsided. But if you were there for 31 years, yeah. and someone gives you a heads up three days before you're firing... Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, it takes not the much of but it takes the weight up. off my. If it's not, it's it's a heads up, basically saying, "Don't kick him in the nuts." He knows that Thursday's his this last. This is coming. Day. That and and it makes it so the guy who's got to fire him, the okay. Scott guy, doesn't have as tough a job. He's not surprising him. I would, um, me, and I know the guy this well. I would give him the heads up. I'd feel like I have to. I don't know if you're allowed to though when you're a boss. Like, I don't think Tripp can come to me and go, you're going to get fired by me on Thursday. There's a way of saying it without saying it. Yeah. Yeah. we got a lot of cutbacks. I mean, I would just feel yeah. that way, and I'd almost Nobody I'd feel like i got to do this, or I'd want to let him know. Yeah. Maybe just uh, as the boss, just stand up in the whole, well, let's make a really tough workplace. <laughs> That's why we're not in charge of anything. <laughs> stand up in front of the whole room and go, guys, i got word that we're going to have some cutbacks. I don't want to do this. I don't know who's going. And it's not up to me, but we're definitely going to have some cutbacks here coming up, and I just wanted you all to be aware of that. I think maybe that's, not a bad idea, even though he does because know. you'll have um, you know numerous amounts of employees yeah. will come up to you. Hey, am I in that cutback? Well, I remember the, I mean, how well you know. You know, they'll ask the, you that sales guy here, who'd been here for fifty years when we got purchased by the Hubbard Company, and he asked our boss at the time. Uh, not Chuck, uh, the sales boss, uh, is a new company going to keep me? And he just looked and he said, there's no way. He said, really? And he goes, no. He said, you're just old-fashioned. You're old school. You don't learn. He told him, basically, he's like, we've been riding your way for you. They're not going to do that. Yeah, we've passed you. And you, he didn't work. He didn't have a computer at his desk. He didn't work on computers. He didn't do anything the new way. And yeah. when, once they saw and they told him, like, he's like, just brace yourself and start prepping. Sure enough. A few months later, he quit instead, which was because of the heads up. But that gave him a couple of months. Oh, aging out. And, you know, you think about that. That's That's tough. Brutal. One month, severance and two weeks vacation. Six weeks of money over 31 years when they say get out. And you get your box of stuff and get out. You got six weeks to figure it out. 59, you got to start a new world. Oh, brutal. 
Brutal. It's confusing and hard and whatever. Save your money in your 30s. That way when you're blindsided about being the old man at the office and they kick you out because it takes two young people to do your job. That's why it's tough, you know, at the first when people are in those positions. Like I remember, I mean, you'd say, you know, it was Tony Romas, but. Oh, I loved it. Loved firing loved people. It. Like had no problem. Gave them their freedom. There's always a one or two that oh, it's are like really opening the door. Tough. It was like being the warden of a prison. I was opening the door to let these people go. My dad told me he had to fire once uh, an old guy at his office. And he said we had to let him go. And the dude just sat there and, I'll take a pay cut. I'll do I can't. You can't do this to me. And he's like, it was like, it was like shooting a guy in the face because I, I couldn't do it. So he was begging for a pay cut. Like, yeah, I got, no, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, I could do it if they're young. I got no issue with that. Old people getting fired, that's tough. Maybe take them to lunch today and go, how you doing? You getting close to retire? You getting ready to retire? Not even close. I've got these two drug addict grandkids living in my house. It's a nightmare. I'm starting over. <laughs> Thanks for the beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. No problem. <sighs> and then I just run them over in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get another one on Thursday? Yeah. We should do this once uh, every day for the next four days or so. <laughs> All right. And then have them stumble back to work drunk and fire them for being drunk at work. This is a great idea. You tell him it's okay to go drinking with the crew, set him up, and then when he comes back, <laughs> are you drunk at work? Hey, wait, w- w- you're out of here. Take your old bones home. Poor guy. Anyway, good luck. That's why I like not having an authoritative uh, kind of job. Sure, I can say stuff. Like, get this guy out of here. I'm going to start firing people from, like, if... Jenny Hubbard called and said, we got to let, uh, got to let Trip go. I want you to do it. I'm like, I can't do that. Being a killer is brutal. Good luck out there. Well, anyway, let us know how it happened, Scott. He's the old man. I'll watch the news, see if a 59-year-old man takes his life in the next th- two or three weeks when he realizes his insurance makes him more valuable dead than alive. Nice job, Scott. Way to go, Dick. Well, you're going to need Mo Money Pond for sure. And drop off that little number because this guy's going to be selling all of his goods just to keep his drug addict kids alive. Man. <laughs> rub it in. You know how much rehab costs this dude? Probably not covered by insurance. It's his son. Thanks for training me, bro. Yeah, thanks for training me and then surpassing me and letting me go in my worst possible moments. Remember a month or two ago when I told you that my drug addict son dumped off his grandkids at my house because he's over at uh, you know Oasis in Malibu right now trying to get better from the cocaine? Yeah, can't afford that anymore. Well, hopefully he's still employable, but not a lot of people like to hire a 59-year-old guy to start fresh. Whew. Fun. Oh, this stinks. Uh, it's 925. There you go. Brady would just out you. Gone. Take you to a beer. You're out Thursday. Can you hear me, old man? You're out Thursday. We've had a great run. <laughs> I'm thinking about quitting. Are you with me? All right. I can't. No. All right, then you're fired. No, it's terrible. Uh, there you go. That was a very difficult what would Brady do. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.
Holmberg's Morning Sickness. That's right around the corner. Got that little uh, gem heading your way May 6th. Pretty excited about U-Fest right there. It's going to be on top of us before you know it. And I think we're going to have a pretty good time doing that as well. Uh, Tickets still on sale as we are closing in on May 6th if you want to go down there and do that. No, also... Uh, my friend Doug Hopkins is going to hand over $5,000 at that show, too. We're just handing money out because we love you. It's how we buy friends. Every once in a while, we're like, hey, you need money. They need money. Doug's getting you some cash. Did it last U-Fest. We're doing it again this U-Fest. His $5,000 money-back guarantee, it's going in your hands. U-Fest is right around the corner. Uh, it's just about that time for the entertainment drill, and that's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Heading on over there uh, uh, today and going to do some work out there with the guys uh, this afternoon, uh, chatting with a couple people today about how uh, they were in potential fist fights over the last couple weeks, and they're like, I don't know if I know how to fight. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to. That right there is enough to tell you that you probably shouldn't be fighting. If in your, that, that phrase, I, if you type out, I don't know if I know how to do it, and you're in fights, you should probably try to avoid them. That's the best thing they teach you up there at uh, reactdefense.com, how to avoid getting into this mess. Uh, we've had the story I told you last week. One of our listeners was, you know, walked up to by a guy who just didn't like what she said when she asked him if he could move his motorcycle. He showed his gun. Super nervous about that. She's going to start training down there. Uh, it's just a way to sit and make yourself a little bit more secure in the world. Simple as that. Uh, give yourself a chance. That's it. If you're breathing, you're fighting, you might end up in a pickle with some idiot. You just had a stop sign. Next thing you know, he goes nuts because you looked at him sideways. Uh, do you know how to handle yourself when the world goes sideways? And that's all there is. That's all there is to it. Just have some stuff in your back pocket and they teach you all that. Load up that tool belt with more tools and you'll just be a better version of yourself. A sheepdog, not a sheep. That's the way it works. We've got plenty of sheep out there. Tons of wolves. We need more sheepdog. That's what they train you. ReactDefense.com. It's the home of tactical black self-defense. Brady, entertain me. The AV Club put together the 10 best baseball movies of all time. I'll debate whether they're baseball movies. Number 10. Go. The Bad News Bears. Baseball movie. Number 9. The Sandlot. Baseball movie. Great movie. 8. Major League. Baseball movie. Seven, A League of Their Own. Uh, baseball movie. Six, 42. 42 is a, uh, not a baseball movie. Not about baseball. It's about a man. It's different. Baseball can be in it, but it, it's like when you say a baseball movie, it's about baseball. The only one that's ever actually been done about baseball is Bull Durham. All the others are about something happening on a baseball team. Number five, Eight Man Out. It's an incident. Baseball is the theme. Number four, The Natural. Great movie. Number three, Moneyball. Moneyball's a baseball movie. Number two, Field of Dreams. Nope, it's about a father and a son. That's about a dad relationship. That's a t- that's an emotional movie. You nailed the number one already. Yeah. It's Bull it's Durham. The, it's the only one that's actually about baseball. It's not a bad list. I figured that oh. we put... Uh, Angels in the Outfield yeah. on there and the Rookie, <laughs> rookie of the Year. Yeah, just ah. stupid movies. Yeah, I just don't, like when they say it's a, a movie about baseball, it's not. Baseball is in it. It's like Cheers was not a show about a bar. It was a show about people in the bar. So it doesn't like, this isn't bar life. It's just these people. It's always different to me because baseball is its own theme. Baseball themed movies 
Like there's a, like the only one that's about baseball. I remember George Will went on a rant on Bob Costas' show about that and convinced everybody, including me watching and everybody on the panel, is like, if you're going to do a movie about baseball, it's Bull Durham. Everything else is about the people who play baseball. There's a difference. It doesn't mean the movies are bad. Just not about the game. The game is its own story. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing when you watch Bull Durham and realize that this isn't about the people in the game. This is about the game itself. Last year, Chris Hemsworth found out he's uh, at high risk for Alzheimer's. And now they're saying he's putting a, the brakes on his career because of it. He has two movies in development right now and two he's already finished. But he's saying after those two are finished up, he's going to put the brakes on it and spend time with his family. So he's just it's resigning himself that it's like, happening. It, well, it's in his mind now. Yeah. Won't be for long. And that's why he wants to stop. Still in his mind. Well, he's thinking straight in his late 30s. 39 years old. You got time. Yeah. Who worries about Alzheimer's in their late 30s? I'm probably going to have Alzheimer's. But he's figuring. um, With his parents, um, or being parents, raising your kids, I've got time to do this now. I might as well do it now rather than later. Do what? Spend time with kids, travel, do stuff that I want to do. Now that you have the money to yeah, be able I was to do that. Say, we're all potentially going to have Alzheimer's. It doesn't mean we can just stop everything. We just watched the uh, quick video, but Snoop Dogg co-hosted WrestleMania 39 with yeah. The Miz. And during the, the Sunday night show, he actually got involved in the action. And Shane McMahon, the son of WWE boss Vince McMahon, Made a surprise return and challenged Miz to a match. Yeah. A few seconds into it, he suffered a leg injury. Couldn't continue. It looks like a legit leg Oh, yeah, injury. it wobbles out from when he tries to get up and it cuts out. Him. Like, it's legit. You can't fake a knee bend the way it bends. Snoop jumped in, punched the Miz, and then did a people's elbow to finish him off. The Rock's classic yeah. move. Um, the other thing is... It sounds like WWE and uh, UFC are going to merge, or actually, I think UFC is acquiring WWE. It's massive. Twenty-four yeah. billion. It's is ridiculous. The well, they got the Logan Paul of the factor now. Company together will be worth incredible. And Logan Paul, who uh, you know, is so annoying on the internet and everything else, is kind of yeah. sucking all the way around. This guy has become unbelievable. On uh, on the WWE side, uh, he is so fun to watch. Like I love that guy. He's bringing me back to want to watch wrestling. The stuff he did this weekend by uh, I, f- I forget who he was wrestling, but I saw him. He ended up doing a. He does some of the most athletic, crazy stuff off the top rope onto a guy who's laying on a table far away, and, and he blew up KS one or whatever KSE one. Or <laughs> it was just this incredible jump. I watched him do a jump from one side of the ring while another guy was on the top ropes on the other side of the ring at the last match, all the way into the center of the ring, and they met in the air like eagles. It was he's incredible. Like he was built for this, and that that is going to be a massive combination for promotion because you have a night of WWE and real fighting. It's incredible. Yeah. And there's, you know, they've been doing pretty good on crossing him over, too. Yeah, well, they filled SoFi for WrestleMania this weekend over in L.A., and I mean packed it full. It was neat to watch. Little bits and pieces I saw. I didn't see the whole thing. Hundreds of movie and television props are heading to auction on April 22nd. 
according to Julian's auctions. The wooden deck hoverboard from Back, Back to the, the Future. Future. How much? They're guessing $80,000. Man. Man. It's a piece of wood. Travolta's white suit. Oh, yes. $150. did not get a guesstimate on that one. I'm going 250 You think that high? Yeah, you might be right. Because didn't, uh, didn't uh, Ebert own that or Siskel or one of them own the suit? I think Ebert suit? had that. Yeah. No, maybe then... it was Siskel. It was Gene Siskel. I think you're right. Yeah. He had that. I'm going to look that up. 250000 seems pretty right. Maybe more. Um, you'll be able to buy uh, Charlie Chaplin's Bane. Bamboo cane that Robert Downey Jr. So it was actually no no it's the real Chaplin. I was going to say Robert Downey Jr.'s helmet prototype from Iron Man oh. 2008 will be on the auction block, and you can place your bids online over the phone. Yeah, man, well, good luck with that. Good, and John. Luck I know you're a big Robert Smith fan. Love from, him. From the Cure. I love sixty-year-old men dressed as clowns complaining about how sad they are. Nothing you might better. like what he's doing here. Over the weekend, he announced that 7,000 scalp tickets to the upcoming Cure Tour have been canceled, and he plans to resell them and donate the original fees to Amnesty International. The Cure had previously opted out of Ticketmaster's platinum and dynamically priced ticket options, which have been responsible for inflating ticket prices and other to- on right. other tours. With thousands of dollars he, for Taylor Swift. He also got Ticketmaster to issue refunds to some buyers to compensate for the higher fees. So what about the people who bought the scalp tickets? That's what I'm wondering. They got, or did they find out that they were being... Because if I bought scalp tickets, I bought scalp tickets to the Savannah Bananas on Saturday. Because it was sold out, so I got them in secondary market online. What if all of a sudden the Savannah Bananas bounce all those and just resell them their own way? They got their money twice. Yeah, how do they know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Monday comes and I'm still gay. Tuesday's here and I'm equally gay. Clown I, makeup. It's 65-year-old man in clown makeup. Sweaty. Because <laughs> so, he's so fat. He's impossible to look at. I found the suit. Siskel sold it in 2000, or, uh, 2017 for 145 k Holy cow. So it's... I would imagine it's got to be two hundred, to be two fifty. You're yeah. probably right. My guess of one fifty was late. It's a steal. By the way, that I don't includes know. shipping, though. Oh well, then. <laughs> well, if you're on Amazon, it's free. <laughs> yeah, Amazon. I watched uh, some of the Country Music CMT Awards last night. I caught yeah. a little bit of that. Did too. you? Yes. I. My dad always talks that he's in Texas and stuff, and he always talks about how everybody in Texas is prepping for a civil war. And I'm like, that's crazy talk. Um, the first time I ever believed it may be happening was last night. Kelsey Ballerini did the opening and gave a very heartfelt speech about uh, gun violence. And I'm like, okay. Had some shootings. We got some stuff. They got to be careful on that. Uh, And then a few minutes later, had a bunch of drag queens from RuPaul's show come out and do something. Uh, If they start to indoctrinate the country people to tell the country audience gun rights rules and Let's get friendlier with drag queens. My dad might be right. I don't think the people who like country music really want to be told the drag situation is something they need to reconsider. Or I think there's a good handful of them that are... I think that's why they're bringing in these new country stars. Right. Because they're not technically country. Oh, no. They're pop. Yeah. And the music's horrible. Oh, yeah. It's like dummy pop. And then Shania Twain came out and started screaming about equal rights for women and... 
like which is normal, but like equal to pay gap. And I'm like, oh, they got all political against these. And it's not the normal country stance, you know. It wasn't guns, God, and America. It was get guns out of here, bring on the drag queens, and start paying these ladies the same. It's like, oh, Jesus, you're talking to the wrong crowd. Read the room. This makes sense on MTV shows, not on the CMT awards. My God. I can I can just see what my dad was in my his neighbors got like just an armory. He's ready to fight back. Hey, well that's it. Came and watch tonight, Twain. Shake your around anymore without drag queens being close back. This ain't right. And they had something called the Equal Pay Award. I don't know what's going on. It's not America. Yeah. I mean, in a way, that's like the source of words starting to talk about QAnon. And we need to be nicer to these people. Eh? You're just asking for it. The audience is not going to tolerate that. It's, it's the Klan movie night showing Black Panther. I really don't think it's a good idea. CMT or did you watch the drag race? No. Oh, no. And then she tweeted out immediately after, like they know, Kelsey Ballerini's tweet was, if you guys go down, I go down with you. <laughs> like, thanks to these queens. And I'm like, wait a second. You're already calling for the, the war. Like, I watched very little of yeah. it. I'm like, who are these idiots on TV? And then yeah, yeah. I think I watched them sing with Alanis Morissette, too. <laughs> the, uh, and I was just like, oh. The drags? Yeah. Yeah, they had them out there a few times. Like, RuPaul was wandering around the Country Music Awards, and I'm like, that's indoctrination. And there's a whole load of people not happy about it. I just want to see Mark, Morgan Wallen up there doing what he does best. I don't who lets twinks in? Who are these uh, homosexuals running around for? If he wants to take a lunker bass on stage, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, you want to get up there in your ranger boat and show me some tips. That's good. <laughs> Say the word, Morgan. Not that one. Anyway, I watched those country music awards, and I'm like, uh-oh. They just picked a fight with the wrong group. Those people are their heels are dug in. Watching that just enhanced my hatred for the music itself <laughs> because it just got worse. Just just watching some of the performances. Oh, not, I'm can't. not even saying the drag queen thing. No, just no. like just I'd rather watch drag queens than country music. Oh, by a lot. Yeah. Anything that ruins country music, I'm fine with. However, country music ruins country music. Oh well, yeah, it does it itself. But if you start digging into the politics of drag queens in the world of country music oh george jones they're just going to dig him up and start beating people to death with his body the old possum will come out swinging the old possum's Mm -hmm. coming back angry there's a report the other day that waylon jennings started to climb out of his grave in mesa (laughs) he's got too many handles of whiskey to finish (laughs) on that tombstone he's coming out like what in the world's going on with the music man yeah, you can't you can't do that. But good luck, country music. Have fun with that. Uh, that's it for us. We're done. Larry's not here today, but Shan Man is, and he's going to take care of you all afternoon. So uh, be sweet to the Shan Man. He'll be equally sweet as back. Uh, he's going to get you some stuff. Maybe even tickets to U Fest. I think he's got some. Uh, I don't know if he got disturbed or whatever else is coming up. You got loads of them. Ed is on the way. Shan Man will help you out. You guys be nice to him. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long. It's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.